Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, the webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. You got me, man. This is Patrick here today. Guys, I want to wish you all a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. And as you know, this is going to be one of our look-back shows because we're going to be taking the, uh, the, the day off to be with our, our, our family. And this is a good look-back show. We are going to be uh, looking back to uh, November 18th, as a matter, I'm sorry, November 15th of 2018. And this is kind of a neat show, uh, kind of a throwback show that, that has, has a lot of um, interesting topics. You know, we're going to be talking about Underworlds. We're going to be talking about uh, events, whether or not you should be the volunteer or get paid. That was a pretty interesting topic. You're going to want to listen to that one. And uh, we also talked about uh, to play the meta or not to play the meta, you know, as far as an army is concerned. Good topic there. And we had a great guest with us. We had Al Roscoe all the way from the UK. Uh, he was our um, our Grimdark Live UK correspondent. And so he's actually with us uh, uh, on this show. So it's a great, uh, it's a great episode and um, it, it's a good way to kind of uh, just sit there and, you know, either chew on a dead bird with your family or, you know, paint your models and, and kind of listen to Grimdark Live. So wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving and uh, hope you guys have a good one. And even if you're not in the United States practicing Thanksgiving, I hope you guys um, get out there and uh, enjoy it. So happy Thanksgiving and hope you enjoy uh, the, the throwback show. Thanks. Wait, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. What is happening? Get ready, Grimdark goons, to time travel back in time to a Grimdark Live show segment from the past. The, the past? A segment from a show back in time. Get ready, Grimdark goons. Here we go. Fellas, what do you hear? What do you say? We got some uh, weird. We got some news going on today when they're actually giving out a banned and restricted list for Underworlds. Interesting. So say that one more time. They're, they're right. Say that again. They're doing what? They have a banned and restricted list on the cards that Knight uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Okay. So I'll be talking about that a little bit. All right. Sounds and, good. And. Uh, when you run an event, are you volunteering or are you getting paid? We'll talk about that uh, after after the news. That's it. Man. That conversation is going to make me very happy or very angry. Ah, yeah. uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. That's it. That's it, Gary. What do you got, bud? I got. Should you play the medalist or should you not play the medalist? In other words, to meta or not to meta. And if you don't know what that means, I'll explain it to you. There you it go. Man. A couple hours, but I'll do it. So. There you go. Roscoe, what do we got, bud, all the way from the UK? What do we got? Uh, from the UK, I'm going to be talking about Blackstone Fortress, which is the new 40K Warhammer quest. I'll tell you what, that is going to be – you know what is funny is is with, with the pantheon of box games 
that they're coming out with. You know, it, it almost seemed like a blur, you know, one box game, bl you know, blurring into the next. But this one, I'll tell you what, this one actually is pretty captivating. I, I could actually, uh, you know, I could actually shock the hell out of Gary right now and actually start playing 40K. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We're in the show right now. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just being a tease. But yes, we got, uh, we, we got, we got some really good topics. And myself, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be kind of touching on kind of the state of the tournament season. We got one of the larger tournaments, uh, they say, on the planet coming up uh, right around the corner here at Adepticon. We got some great tournaments coming up uh, ahead of that one. But I kind of want to talk about some of the viability of some of these tournaments and then kind of what to expect when you go to them and kind of touch on uh, interesting little uh, uh, General's Handbook 2019. We've got uh, Games Workshop uh, being very uh, fan friendly these days and and reaching out and, and seeing if. Uh, if they can get some feedback from the community, which either could be a real good thing or a real bad thing, I would suppose. And, and of course, we got the rumor engine and the question of the day. So, uh, and hey, if you guys are new to the Grimdark Live experience and new to our YouTube channel, please uh, click the subscribe button, which uh, is also the uh, the Grimdark skull icon you'll notice in the bottom right hand. And uh, for, for reminders on all of our upcoming and past shows. And you can also learn more about the Grimdark Live experience by going to our website at www.grimdarklive.com, where we have all of our warm meat calendar updates, upcoming tournaments, and some other good Grimdark stuff we have to offer. And as always, Grimdark Live is recorded before a live listening audience and placed on YouTube and podcast and further type media files for your additional listening preference. So check out grimdarklive.com for more access to that and, and a lot more. But the show, let's uh, let's uh, let's get rolling here. I know that... Um, we uh, we kind of we kind of had uh, we're kind of coming off of a uh, of a topic we had last week, so we're going to kind of switch gears here and kind of get a little bit more into the uh, uh, the traditional traditional topics here. So I think what I'd like to do let's just go ahead and get started right away with uh, with a little Blackstone Fortress. You know, Al, I know that uh, we're 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 over here in the states and it's it's seven forty five, but it's like whatever the frick time in the morning over there, man. You're being a hell of a trooper sticking with us and and allowing us to to, to keep you up like this. So. Let's get into this, man. Let's uh, so let me let me kind of set this up here a little bit in my in my neophyte uh, 40k knowledge here. So, basically, Blackstone Fortress is this uh, uh, the, the series of fortresses, right? Or am I am I completely uh, messing this up already? Where these, these yeah yeah, there was um, six Blackstone fortresses were discovered early in the Imperium's history. Yeah. And the, the, this goes back to you know I guess the what was it almost like the the the, the war of uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep butchering this thing. So why don't you go ahead and and, and you know because it's 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 what is more like the 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 I guess the well the, the Deptus Mechanicus were involved. In I'm drawing a blank and I'm killing the thing right now. So <laughs> that's all right. Ahead, man. Um, so these are the, basically these these six Blackstone fortresses were found um, by the Imperium, made by no one knows who, um, but these are like superpower weapons. Okay. Um, I mean, Abaddon managed to take control of them um, through some of the Black Crusades, um, destroyed a planet, and made a star supernova using these as weapons. So these are planet destroyers, but they're also shrouded in mystery. No one knows who really made them. Um, so the Imperial claimed them, um, effectively <sighs> changed them to use them as big deep space naval bases. Okay, um, and then they were towed in into position and and used as imperial megastructures. Um, however, throughout the wars and different things and the Horus Heresy and all kinds of things, uh, some of them have gotten lost. But they're they're completely shrouded in mystery. There's all kinds of weird and wonderful things going on inside these places, and no one really knows what's going on with them, other than it harnesses the power of the warp to um 
to be used as a weapon really but um okay. but this new game that's coming out looks amazing i mean again the, the models that gw are bringing out now look fantastic so this set's going to contain 44 miniatures um they're in the wonderful pre-colored plastic that they're doing now so the red miniatures are going to be the good guys and the yeah. gray ones will be the bad guys so um, if, if i if i can back up here so just before sure. you get into the game content because this is this was for me as a, as a, as a, as a, like I said, a fairly inexperienced 40 K player, this was kind of a new, I, I'd never even heard of these things before. And so, you know, does this, this goes back to the, you know, right around, I would imagine the, the, the age of strife or, or, you know, kind of the, you know, right around the, the, the dawn of the Imperium, right? I mean, these things mm. are, these space stations are that old, correct? Very, very old. And I still don't know who made them. I've, I've never okay. read who made them. This, that's what I mean by surrounded by mystery. It's kind of they're, they're alien constructed star forts effectively. Um, when I look at them, they remind me of the things from Battlestar Galactica that the Cylons had, but they'd be on a much, much bigger scale. Yeah, and you know, massive. Funny, when I first started seeing some of the initial pictures, I, I I immediately started to like look at you know some of the earlier aliens, you know, kind of movies, and you know some of the some of the space stations that were there, and I don't I don't know why it was just it just kind of took me to like a real like uh, some of the classic sci-fi, but the the backstory is actually pretty interesting where. Um, you know, I guess if I'm going to say this right, and and, and Gary or, or Sean, you guys know probably heck of a lot more about this than I do. But there was uh, there was basically, you know, uh, shortly after I guess the dawn of the Imperium, if that's the best way to put it, there was this great crusade, uh, and and you know, shortly into that, you had I guess the the Horus Heresy, right? And that's where this box set kind of touches on some of that because you've got some of the AI technology in this robot that I'm sure you're going to be talking about, and some of the the Dark Mechanicum, correct? Oh, was that to the others or was that to me oh, well I, I think yeah <laughs> I, I guess i guess I'm, I'm kind of pitching the ball to anyone who wants to grab it so yeah no that's right i mean that's that's the basic goes off of it it's it's very cool that they're bringing this type of thing that's in there out of nowhere it wasn't like this is brand new and i think it's got quite a bit of a following to it much like the uh silver tower king did whenever it came out but it looks to be uh vastly different and speaking of vastly different, I want to see if throughout the show, if anybody can pick out on one of the models that's on there, there's something that's never been seen before. So there's something, a little Easter egg for people to look for. And that's well, pretty cool. like Some kind of an artifact or a necklace or what are you referring to? You got to give uh, us a There's a model that's equipped in a way that we've never seen a model of that faction be able to be equipped before. Okay. Don't All right, I know which one it is, but I'm gonna hold out for a minute. You don't know anything. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw that up, man. But Al, I'm sorry about that, bud. I kind of, I kind of right. derailed your, your momentum there. So yeah, this is this is effectively like the 40k version of of Warhammer Quest. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the full rules of it. I haven't researched that enough yet because I, being a painter, I'm, I love just love looking at the miniatures and looking at the fluff for them, really. Um, so we get nine characters where we get to use. The first one, Janus Drake, is a rogue trader. A rogue trader is, a, a, I imagine, as kind of like space pirates who work for the the, the Imperium, really. Um, I think the backstory in this guy is that he's been sent along to um, the fortress to try and obtain some artifacts to take back to the Imperium. Um, but I don't know if you've got a picture of uh, Janus that you can plonk up there. He's... I'm actually I'm looking for it as you're talking, <laughs> but I think Janus is like the the vanilla character from what it says. It's he's pretty much got some solid 
solid stat lines and states for for mid to short range so i can't actually see that he's actually got a pistol or anything i can see he's smoking some massive cigar though so um yeah i'm, uh, I'm looking yeah. right now but so but what i think was kind of interesting about uh you know this this i guess uh this game is that they, they kind of touch on some of their, their older backstory and some of their older games. I mean, there's uh, this, doesn't this also touch on some of their, uh, uh, their battlefield Gothic and, and, and things like that. I mean, isn't that, uh, or did I, did I, am I right on that? Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of things that we've not seen before. Um, one is uh, Imperial navigator. I, I can't ever remember there being an Imperial navigator model before. Um, but yeah, this model—it's—it's it's unusual. All right, I think I, I think I found him. Here you go. So, I pinged you an email with all the pictures earlier. I don't you know if that, that comes through you're, or not. You're, you're making it too difficult on me, man. I can't keep up with that kind of intelligence. <laughs> so, let me uh, see if I got that again. Go and see, if, you, if you got the if you got the link, send it to me again because I just want to make sure I have it. But I think this is the guy, right? That is the guy. Yeah. I have not got a clue what's on his back, but it's probably some exotic creature that's been beheaded at some yeah. point. But the miniatures just look fantastic. Hey, Gary, I think I know what it is. What? It's a Chaos Warrior with a Thunder Hammer. That's correct. <laughs> Ten points. Uh -huh. Wow, there you go. He listened to a podcast earlier. <laughs> so. No, I was actually looking through all the miniatures, and I'm like, oh, they never had a yep. Thunder Hammer. I that from somebody, but it's even on his data sleep. So. Ellie just need a storm shield. Go with it. Yeah, let's not get crazy. Let's <laughs> not ask for too much, right? Right. I know. Uh, the chaos. Yeah, the Imperium they're taking stuff from. You know how touchy they get. So. <laughs> so let's keep rolling, man. Let's keep talking okay. about it. Um, we've also got a Ministorum Priest, um, which seems to be like a supporting character. Um, a lot of these characters will be coming out with data sheets that allow you to use them in 40k, and rumor has it he will buff sisters which is going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah. Going on from a priest, we then have the uh, Imperial Navigator. Uh, I don't know if you found the picture of that one yet. but it's, Yeah, um, I'm, I'm grabbing them right now. So Out of all the miniatures, I love them. Apart from this one, it just looks weird. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, we have uh, Missionary Zealot, which has got probably one of the best-looking weapons I've ever seen. It's a flamethrower with a chain chainsaw built in <laughs> these miniatures just look amazing and my favorite one out of all of them is a big robot called ur025 which is apparently an imperial robot in the service of a magus but um the backstory behind this robot is he's actually sentient and has ai he's also from the backstory one of the men of iron if you guys know what the men of iron are <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I, these guys might, but I, I don't. So I'm, I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to kind of listen to a story here. Okay, years and years and years ago, um, basically that effectively Skynet was made. Well, not quite Skynet. We, where humanity were building these robots and making these fantastic artificial intelligence, um, they actually turned on the humans, and there was this massive war which made the Horus Heresy look pathetic, really, um, where humanity teamed up with an Un, a, an unstated alien race to try and take take these guys out and eventually won this war against the men of steel now this robot is one of the men in steel in disguise of an imperial robot 
supposedly in service of the Mechanicum to try and get artifacts. But... No, in, in service of the Dark Mechanicum, because the Mechanicus don't like AI, right? Yeah, we don't know whether he's Dark Mechanicum, um, but because um, men, of, men of Iron were pre-Dark Mechanicum. I see. All right. And you know, you know, what's interesting about, about, you know, the kind of the look of it, it kind of looks like an old, you know, I'm almost like if you ever watch any of the old sci-fi, you know, you know, shows or, or robot shows from like the 1950s and sixties, it kind of looks like that old throwback kind of a, kind of a robot. Mm, a bit like the Castellan robots. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Castellans themselves are, are kind of those, you know, AI, you know, that uh, I know the mechanicists aren't, aren't too thrilled with those guys. Mm. So I think they, they were pre AI. But um, then they put data tethers in them, didn't they? So it's um, that's right. Yeah, you have to kind of plug them in to change their protocols and different things. But I would imagine they they would have probably had AI at some point, but had it uninstalled. Yeah, the the so. the, the backstory, at least the way I gathered it, was on, on not and not to not to go down you know too too much of a rat hole in the castle and robots, but they're they're pretty much tolerating because of their 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 physical might and and you know they're basically they're these rugged walking tanks you know that mm. that uh, can can take a beating so they kind of shove them out there in front of the rest of their troops and kind of let them clear a path so be interesting to see who this guy's going to play for when we get the 40k deck because within this pack that we get with with the game you'll get data sheets for all the characters so right. you can use them in 40k it'll be interesting to see where he comes into it will he be mechanicum or will he be Imperial? Who knows? Who knows? You know, but. you know, he could he could go the route of the Imperial Knights. You know, the Imperial Knights. You know, when when you're, when you're playing that army, you have to kind of claim, you know, uh, which you know uh, who you, who you're allegiant to. You know, the Imperium or the Mechanicus. You know, as far as you're going to be Questor yeah. or Mechanicus or uh, Imperium. So, I, it it could go that kind of a route, which would be kind of neat. You know, I I think. Mm. It's just a great. I love the model. Anything yeah. to do with robots, I think it's great. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I love the, uh, the the kind of nostalgia piece to it. Gary, Sean, what do you guys think of this, man? No, I think it'll be fun. Um, it looks like it'd be a good uh, way to do a campaign, too, potentially. Well, that's that's pretty much what these what this is, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're they kind of this whole game is kind of prefaced it off of well, it, it, isn't it? Uh, it's one to five players, I think, as I seem to yeah. recall. One to five players. Yeah, um, you'll get five booklets with it. You'll get a normal rules booklet. There'll be a booklet which is like a condensed com- combat booklet. Uh, preset booklet. Uh, this details the actions that occur, occur between the expeditions. So there'll be some some things that happen between you roaming around the map and doing bits and bobs. So I'd imagine it could be purchasing things or modifying weapons, something along those things. Uh, you'll have a background booklet, which will tell you all about the fortress, the explorers, um, and the hostile forces they'll face. And then there's a booklet of data sheets, which will which will be included, which will detail what factions these miniatures can be included in your 40k games. Yeah, I think I heard something where it's, uh, uh, these guys, they're actually like Ratkin, right? Almost like Skaven are now. Is, is that, I'm, I'm trying there to look are, up right now. There are, yeah. Moving moving down, um, we have the Ratkin, which is a, it's a pair of twins, actually. Rain and Rolfs, I think they're called. Um, yeah, they're a package deal. So if you, you, you play as both of them, um, one of them seems to have some kind of las gun in his hand. The other one has a grappling hook. So, um, I wonder if they're. I wonder if the rules for those guys are going to be, you know, you know, kind of preface it off of, uh, you know, keeping them, keeping them kind of close to each other or or something like that. I, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it, it it says on there the twins operate separately from each other, but they fight as a pair. So it opens up some unique opportunities and synergies as. Um, 
Rain track, tracks their targets, and Rouse takes them out from a range. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right now. Here's the... Oh, yeah, so they're are. actually not Skaven. They're actually... Uh, I'm thinking Ratkin. Oh, I'm thinking they're, actual rodent. They're, they're, they're Ratlings. Ratlings. There you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just watching them. the crap out of this 40K thing right now. Gary's got to be vomiting in his garbage can right now. It might have <laughs> played more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And um, the next one we have on the list is an Eldar Ranger, which is probably one of the nicest Eldar miniatures I've ever seen, if I'm honest. I'm not. I'm not too up go. on. Um, you LR have stuff. the AOS guy trying to find a 40k model. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 getting the getting the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> it's the first one. For God's sake. There you go. There you go. Hey, hey, I found it. It's the guy. It's the uh, model with the scope on it. There you go. Green. Actually, you know what? That I see conversion on that model. Although I think that's going to be there's going to be a lot of conversion potential with that thing. If you're going to get rid of the gun and turn it into a solitaire, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't like solitaire. He took out Belisarius in one turn. Yeah, I'm not a big wow. fan of him either, but he's really good. So, oh, You yeah. should have last cannon at him. They just pop it. They don't make their invulnerable safe. You do realize it's a character, right? And you'll never be able to shoot at him. Yeah. The sniper last cannon. Somebody has it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that big robot will have it. <laughs> right. No, he's got the sniper uh, assault cannon. The big robot reminds me of the refrigerator from Fallout 76. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is very true. Is very Actually, true. you know what? Like I said, I, it, it does kind of look like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm not, now that I see the actual model, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I guess I don't want to say that I was expecting more, but uh, let's face it. If it's pre heresy, it's gonna be old school. Yeah, but if it's AI, um, I would have thought it it would think to upgrade itself here and there, and probably has to try. Yeah, just upgraded the software. Well, I think yeah. I think the, the, the backstory on this guy is you know didn't okay. So so after after the you know um you know the the wars, these things were pretty much destroyed. You know, I, you know, through the whole Terran Crusade, and you know, you know, coming off of the the, the Black Crusade, the twelfth or thirteenth Black Crusade, whatever prefaceded, you know, kind of the, the backstory of this game. From what I understand, these guys were were all destroyed, but this thing almost has its own, you know, it, it's it's got its own awareness where it kind of hit yeah. hit away on this this ship, and it was kind of and it kind of came back to life, and nobody really knows like what it's doing, but it, you know, it's it just kind of, it's kind of there, you know, right. This, uh, this comes to the ship with the, the group. So they're kind of like a group of rogue traders will take anyone with them to go and accomplish things. Um, the Imperium would look at some of the followers there, like the Eldar or the, the Tau group thing and would be like, no, you can't do that. That's heresy. Whereas rogue traders will kind of, cause they're out on the outskirts and past the boundaries, the exploring, they'll, they'll take anyone on their journeys with them. They're kind of like, Kind of like I see them as like future pirates in a way, but work for the Imperium. So the, this ca this robot would have come with the rogue trader onto the fortress. So the the, the story is it's a group. The the nine people are a group together that come onto it. Gotcha. All right. So this this there. robot would have had the cover of being an Imperial robot all this time. So oh. he's pretended to be an Imperial robot sent by 
uh, Omegos of the Admech. However, okay. he isn't. He's there looking for parts of other men of iron, perhaps to rebuild a friend or some kind go. of artifact. But um, so I'm looking forward to reading the be, He could be a bad guy. Potentially. Well, they are. They wanted to wipe out humanity. So, okay. um, yeah, be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's keep going through it. So what's what's the next character? Uh, next character we have is the group tracker. First there time got that one right. There we go. Could use it as a, a shaper model. That'd be good to use if anybody took crew shapers in 40k. How is a? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to ask a dumb question here, but how's an all crew army? Like, if you were to, you know, are they are they effective at all, or do they just terrible? Okay, oh, I've never seen them. Pretty bad. Does crew aren't allowed to take any type of drones, and drones are. Uh, how you get to hit at a plus one and reroll ones and ignore cover on a unit and take, you know, heavy damaging weapon shots. And, oh, look, on a two up, it passes over on my battlesuit to this drone and you just wasted a D6 weapon on it. All right. Yep. Big fan. <laughs> so you don't you don't see a lot of uh, all crude armies. I, I thought I thought as far as the models, I thought they were some of the cooler ones I've seen. But oh, maybe they are. My fans uh, talking to me there. <laughs> the rumors have it that they're supposed to be all crude codex like supplement, but that's been rumored for 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 a while now. You got you got to love rumors. You got to love rumors. All right, so <laughs> a couple editions ago, you could do it. Um, they had a. Uh, whole bunch of like uh forge world stuff too so you know yeah so so now so we got the so we we covered we covered the crew we got the uh we got the elf we got the uh the, the men of iron what else we, we, we got the, that we, is all the characters so we've got the two ratlings we've got the elf what about this uh, guy here? that is an imperial navigator that was the model what i said that i'm not too keen on it just doesn't float my boat interesting what's yeah you know what Gary, Sean, what do you think of this one? Um, it looks like something that would not be in either one of the games that they produce. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. It has a place, but I just don't think it's in 40K and certainly not in AOS. Maybe like a Necromunda type game somewhere, but those are more yeah. like games. Yeah. With a flat head at the top. I think they overdid it there. With the yeah. T? Uh, uh, what's that supposed to do? I don't get it. You know, I, I think it it picks up satellite TV. <laughs> you know what it does for me? It gives me line of sight to it. That's what it does. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. well, you could hang your washing on it to dry. Um, that'd be one of it. It's a clothes hanger or whatever. Okay. You know, that you know, model this, there is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this one right here, I, I can I can already see this thing is going to be this thing is going to be. You know, you know what you know what that that whole pose. I guess that that's a pretty popular pose with whatever portfolio you're playing in the in the GW line, but. That's very Ideneth Deepkin kind of a thing to me. I've, I've seen that, you know, they, they seem to like have used that that type of pose in their army a hundred times. But I do, I do love, and he's got, he kind of has like the Pope's hat on. What is, so what is, what's this guy yeah. all about? He, he's a priest. Yeah, Thank he's Taddeus the Purifier. Following a holy vision, he comes to the Blackstone Fortress to bring in the Imperial cult. <laughs> he wants to purge any taint as befall on the fortress and it's perfectly fine 
with a liberal use of Prometheum in the process. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's pretty Apparently, badass. Yeah. And Has the one it. that you've just gone to with the flamethrower is his his um, kind of apprentice. Really? Which, yeah, she's a glass cannon. Um, okay. She pumps out the most damage in the whole game, apparently. So he's got this little acolyte running around. Yeah, next. she she's an ex-hive ganger. So she knows how to fight, um, but she converted. Um, and now she fights alongside Taddeus the Putrefryer. Okay. And helps her part with the faith. But um, yeah, she's a glass cannon. So she's got a chainsaw and a flamethrower. Pumps out the most damage out of everyone. But if she gets punched, she's gone. Yeah. But the model. That's, that's my favorite model out of all of them. It just looks awesome. It's uh, that it really is. I, I gotta I gotta hand it to him. That is a wait a minute. They're the bad guys. There's yeah, a that's Minotaur. A, that's, or, that's a uh, beast beastmen. I was saving that. Oh, <laughs> cow. All right. You know what? I I got a I got a mild stiffy on that one. Let's just jump right to those guys. <laughs> so yeah, you get four four chaos beastmen. Uh, you get one chaos lord, which has got a wonderful hammer in his hand, which I think may be the a precursor trial model for the new Abaddon figure they're going to be bringing out soon. Yeah. Um, two Chaos Space Marines. They looked like the chosen ones that were in the Dark Vengeance box, which is yep. great. They were, they were just the better models. for Those Chaos models Space were really Marines. nice. I agree. Mm. Um, four all ghouls, which I imagine those little ghost things in the middle. Yeah. Look a bit like ghouls. Yeah, these guys right here. Um, yeah. Four Yolt cultists. Oh, I... Apologies, we're trying to spell this out. I'm terrible with spelling. Um, yeah, that's okay. We're we're, we're back. Yeah, too, yeah so. you know we, we stick over it all the time, man. <laughs> two two rogue psychers. I think they're the guys at the front left. Uh, one of them looks like the big-headed guy from yeah. Green Lantern. Right here. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have four spindle drones, which I think look like the Mechanicum guys in the middle with. Bits and bobs and wires hanging off. Uh, the drones are actually the little are things. They? Yeah. Ah, yeah. so the cultists right must be the ones with the bit with the um pipes little, coming off. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've yeah. got fourteen traitor guardsmen, which will be perfect cultists. Yeah, I think. Or <laughs> traitors future. guard because they actually yeah. have rules too. So. Oh. So do you think there's a potentiality that, that, that what we're seeing here, I mean, you got the trader guard, you've got the, you know, you got the, you got the beastman right here. And do you think you, I mean, let me ask you that. Do you think there could be a potentiality for a beastman 40 K army? Yes. Slanesh. Or no, let me rephrase that corn. Yeah. I could see that happening. I think that with GW, I think they test the water. Um, you know, and I, I think depending on how the sales go for that and the feedback they get from that, we may be seeing a lot of these produced even more. Well, they used to have like uh, Eldar riding cold ones back in the day. Yeah, that's um, that's just an unbelievable. I mean, look, these models are exquisite. I mean, I, I just I, I look at these things. I'm just in awe of these things, especially when you know you, you compare them to quite honestly other other companies, but. So this was the uh, so Gary, this was the hammer you were talking about before. But yeah, because in Cal Space Marines, they don't have storm shields and they don't have thunder hammers. Okay. So that's uh, unprecedented for him to have a thunder hammer that's on there. And now, you know what makes him the the badass though is a plasma pistol. Now, what would be what's the significance there? Why don't they have thunder hammers? Just something they don't do, or is there? They a... left before. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't take them with them when they left. 
They didn't. They don't pick them up when they kill the marine. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I was like, so when they kill, they kill the marine. They don't grab them. Well, the, well, the dark forge for some reason or another can't make those a storm shield. Okay. Iron halos, no problem. But storm shields out of the question. So. Got it. Oh, I found the rules for it. Hold on. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this hammer can do. Okay. I'm just scrolling down to see if I can find that guy with a hammer. Yeah, it's uh, and I was you know while you're doing that, Al, I, I was you know I was reading something. Thunder there. hammer. Oh, that's going to be strength eight. Okay. Minus three AP, three damage. Uh, when attacking with this weapon, subtract one from the hit rolls. How many attacks does he get? Uh, he gets four attacks. Wow. Uh, it's got death to the false emperor. Each time you roll a hit roll of six plus in the fight phase, he can, as if he was targeted, he can, if he was targeting an Imperium unit, immediately make an extra attack against the same unit using the same weapon. These extra attacks cannot themselves generate further attacks. So any roll of a six um, each time you hit generates an extra attack. If he's targeting an Imperium unit, so... Is it a six plus or is it a six plus? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Lord of Chaos reroll. It rolls a one for friendly Black Legion and friendly servants of the Abyss. Well, that's interesting. So key words: Black Legion, servants yeah. of the Abyss. That could be uh, something that they're going to be coming out with later. Like, because uh, 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 people were talking about. Years ago, this is back when they first did the whole uh, 13th uh, Crusade or whatever. Like, we're talking, like, early 2000s. Like, because you used to be able to have, like, the abominations of chaos, like trolls. You could have ogres, all kinds of stuff. So, hopefully, maybe they'll come back out with that. I think that'd be really cool if they did. You're saying in 40K? Yeah. This is back in the before time when it was, like, 3rd edition for, uh, going into 4th edition. Oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, that'd be kind of cool. It was, uh, you know, then they kind of retconned a lot of the stuff that happened. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they still got a whole, you know, they got a lot of new uh, story arcs in uh, this edition. So, so this is right now, this is, this is pre-order. When does this thing actually drop? When, when can you actually get, get your sweaty palms around this? Should be next week. Uh, the Saturday. Yeah. Oh, the drones. Faction keywords: Blackstone construct unaligned. That's interesting. So Am I'm I... wondering if you could take. So anybody could, like, probably at their at their turn, could take could take and use those. Right? Is that what they're saying? Oh, uh, this is the 40k rules. So they're unaligned. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Mm. So, but it's a uh, yeah, Blackstone construct. Uh, construct. So, I've. I've put the link for the rules up in the in the chat section of I'm gonna uh grab that right now. Let's see if I can it covers everything, the cultists, legionnaires. All right. Yeah. yeah. So there was something I was reading about this game too that um <laughs> that just looks too cool. <laughs> um, I was reading that uh, that there, there's almost going to be like these um, choose your own adventure almost type of um, 
type of uh, gameplay where where you can almost uh, as the game goes along, they're going to give me an envelope and, and stop me if you guys can either either explain this better than myself or, or if you if you if you've already heard this, where you can almost like a time vault almost I guess the better way to put it where you know you you can you can pack your your miniatures your, not your miniatures but your actual game, recording of that game in an envelope, you know so the next time that you you open the game up it's uh, you're you're kind of at that present point in the game. That makes sense. The way the way I describe that. Oh, like a like a continuing campaign where you take a little break or yeah, like a D and D type thing, right? Exactly. And then I was also uh, I also under from what I understand that um, your when your characters when they die they're like they're actually dead. Like that's it. Oh, I haven't read too much on what how this how the rules go with this one. Yeah, so far. Um, yeah, I may have to stay on this page for a little while, man. That's good stuff. That's pretty cool. But it looks great. Looks absolutely amazing. Um, I know with some, some of the board games I have, um, like Time Stories, the way you pack it away, you can save where you are. So I, I don't know whether it's um, something similar to that, but I think most companies just use apps now. I think with Imperial Assault, the Star Wars um, like Dungeon Bash game, yeah, I've got an app on there which literally saves where everyone is and all the experience and things they've gained. So you could rich, literally pull it out, rejiggle it, have completely different people play it. But then, if you wanted to go back to it, you've got all the information on the app. So I don't know. Okay. There, there might there might be some app support come out for it in the future. See what the demand demand is for it, really. But yeah, it look it is exciting. I just hope it because uh, Silver Tower was great. I I really enjoyed Silver Tower, and. The one after that was great. I was a bit disappointed nothing further come out because you complete all the campaigns and then there's there hasn't been anything more. So I was kind of hoping for a bit more of the the old school Warhammer quest. But you know, what I think is I think it, in a way it's it's kind of um, it's kind of on it's kind of on GW, right? I mean, you know, I th I think they saturated their own market. I mean, if you really look back on it, now we have you know you know we have we have Night Vault, we've got uh, Titanicus, we have Kill Team, Blood Bowl, Necromunda. Uh, and Speed Freaks too. That's that's its own box game too, right? Yeah, guys? yeah. I, I mean, enjoy a lot of the box games actually. Like the Space Hulk, I absolutely love Space Hulk. Yeah. It takes ages to prepare it, but it's good fun. It's good. Fun. Yeah, I think um, you know, I, I think in a way, I think they 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 kind of they kind of bum rush it. And you know, I, I, we I we, we did talk about this a, a show or so ago, but I think are they? Do you get the suspicion that maybe they're going to want to push more of the box games rather than the the large tabletop? Type of experience, or, or is, that, is that me? Just like I said before, being their, kind of like I think a, their sales is is through the plastic, so selling yeah. the miniatures. I don't think they these these little box things. Um, I, I don't think they make a massive amount of money from them compared to straight off the shelf um, GW stuff. Yeah, as, as Gary calls it, the gateway drug. That's yeah, right. The plastic crack, as it's known over here. <laughs> you got to get that taste. I do know there's a lot of box games that got bought and the game never played. Just the models pillaged out of it and moved on. Oh, you had yeah. that with like Burning of Pespero and um, the Horus Heresy ones, weren't they? Um, a lot of the 30K players just bought them just purely for the miniatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping they would have had uh, Assault Marines and. Uh, one of those uh, box sets, but never came up. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, this, uh, this is going to be exciting. So it looks like it, uh, looks like it, it's going to go for uh, 
150 US, and that that would be that would be right around what about 230 UK somewhere around there. Am I right? Or uh, no? It's about 95 pounds. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going the wrong way. Australia is like probably close to 340. Yeah, it, it, we we can ask we we can ask Renee. It's probably like 17 thousand dollars in Australia or something like that. Whatever it is. Those guys, those guys get molly wampers, man. I, yeah, that's stuff's expensive. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it looks like um, so this thing's gonna drop. Well, um, or, or my my week behind. So this thing, this thing, we should have this this weekend or next weekend. It comes out Saturday, Pat. Okay, pre-order. Pre-order. Yeah, that's most right. things that are on pre-order are normally for one week. So. I know that. I know. That. I just didn't. I just wanted. To, I just had to make sure where I was. Um. <laughs> Man, too many, uh, too, too many, uh, too many beer hops. I mean, I, I can't quite get the get the brain thinking this morning. <laughs> but um, yeah, a great, great model range. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be exciting. I, th- I think this is gonna be. Um, well, I think this is gonna be right up there. I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna complement the 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 AOS side, the night the night vault uh, very well. I think, uh, you know, previously known as Shadespire, but um, I um I like I like the direction they're going in. I'm looking forward to kind of see if there's gonna be like a, a beastman ilk kind of a 40k type army so this is going to be uh but I, I imagine i wonder if they're going to have this at uh like like big tournaments like a depicon i wonder if they're going to be um they're going to be having like like tournament play for this probably too soon i would think but maybe i not. think it's uh, more of a narrative kind of yeah you won't get game. tournament from that no yeah. shade spire uh, they, they might have it as a demo i think yeah i could definitely see that like you'll see like uh underworlds and uh more than likely because they actually have that for Depticon on Thursday and Friday, I believe. I want to say Saturday and Sunday probably too. And then they also have a bunch of kill teams. So I think you'll see those more at like tournaments for events. This is going to be more kind of like a, a narrative kind of thing, which is fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just astounded by the value you get for, I mean, you get, you get, you get all of this for, you know, 150 bucks. That's uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty incredible. I'll so, tell you one thing: those uh, that chaos guy would probably be used as like, you know, and then those uh, uh, trader guard. Yeah, they would be used for. I'm guessing cultists right now, but I'm hoping they come out with the whole like trader legion stuff again from like years ago. That'd be kind of cool. You know what? I hope so. So let me ask you this. So, so, so Al, so over, over in the UK, I mean, so on a, on a, a, do, does your club play? I mean, would, is this something that, that you, do you guys prefer to play these type of games or, or, or is it kind of a mix? I mean, we, we like to have a bit of a mixture really. I mean, we've got a, a large 40k group at the club, um, but a lot of us will play Silver Tower. This will be one which we'll play um, for sure. Um, it just looks great. I mean, it, we're big fans of Forty Clive Fluff. Yeah, we all read the books, and every, I've just finished Lords of Silence, which is one of the best books I've ever read. Well, I, I, I agree with that. I would say, I would say, if you look at the backstory, science fiction backstory, you know, right up there with Forty K, you know, it shares it shares a, a lot of a lot of complementary space with Dune. I would say uh, Star Wars. I would say, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the really good rich science fiction lore and backstory. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I, I love, I love the half time. I don't know what the hell I'm reading about, but I, I, I love it anyways. And <laughs> the more I get to know about it, I can see why, um, 40 K fans are, are so fanatical. It's, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a great game. 
the more I get into it for sure. So I'm going to kind of switch gears here a little bit. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. So before, okay. before, you know, we, we, we got going on the show, we were kind of, we're kind of talking a little bit about, um, you know, your club and you had mentioned to me that you are the president of your, of your gaming club. Kind of talk a little bit about that. Cause that's actually kind of cool. I mean, so is, is it a, is it a rather large club? No, or? I'm not yet, but I will be becoming I think okay. we're looking at. So, yeah. Um, our, our club's fairly big. I think we've got over a hundred members. Um, most nights we have probably five or six, five or six tables, um, of fairly large games that ranges from like Lord of the Rings. Funnily enough, we still play that. <laughs> We've got a few, few people who play that people who play 40 K people, who, some people play 30 K, but there's a wide range of all kinds of different things that we play at the club. Um, some of us like to like to play things, the same thing every week. I like to vary it. Um, like this last week we were playing i was playing the batman miniatures game i'm like the biggest fan of batman so um but then next week i think we're playing imperial assault which is um fantasy flight games like dungeon bash bashing yeah um go a bit like warhammer quest but set in star wars which is great and then the week after that i think i've got a 40k game ready to go right. so. so you guys do you guys have a particular night you guys meet or is it just kind of whenever you guys every together? every wednesday night we all meet up um luckily we've got like a sports and social place where we go to so um which is really nice because um, we get discounted beer, which is fantastic. <laughs> and the, the, yeah. So we've got a massive car. We don't have to worry about parking. We've got a massive car park. So it's, it's, it's lots of great things. Um, and they're, they're a lovely bunch of people. Uh, I think it's the community what makes it, isn't it? Well, yeah. It. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to play if, if, if everyone was an a-hole. I think it's the, the niceness and the welcomeness of, of most people draws us to that. Um, but the club's I, I, been running for years, absolute years. Um, so you got into uh, it. You got into it just as a as a club member. And what what what? How did you get to be nominated as president of the club? Um, they're st they're still nominating at the moment, but I think that, um, we we nominate committee members. We have like seven committee members, and then from there we will decide who is going to be president, treasurer, secretary. Right. I think. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, we know the direction it's going at the moment. Our other president is standing down um, because of work commitments. He works for, have you guys ever heard of Guild Ball? Yeah. 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 My, my, the president of our club, Sherwin, is the story writer for Guild Ball. Huh. The Brewers, man. That's so a great he, game. The Brewers, yeah. Um, so we've got quite a, a large Guild Ball following at the club as well. So he's he's got a lot of work commitments with that and obviously he wants to put a lot more effort and time into it um and that he may be moving up to manchester to where the, the headquarters is and everything so because of that he's having to step down he's been president for years he's a lovely guy you know really good a lovely gamer um yeah so it's, it's sad to see him go but it's um is it with everything it has to evolve and change doesn't it and adapt and yeah things move on so um you know, speaking you know, of your, your your presidential race. I mean, I know that, uh, that, you know, Sean and Gary and I, we're not, we're not citizens of the UK, but being from Chicago, we can help rig an election. We can, we can, we can get you in there pretty quick. If, if, we, if we can help. <laughs> Not early, but often. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. We've got sodium pentothal over here. There you go. I tell you what, just you lice, are, lice some drinks. It's fine. But you got our vote, man. If we, uh, if, if, if we have any say in it at all, for sure. <laughs>
I think there's a, there's a core of us who are staying on on the committee, and we pretty much said, right, we're happy to do these roles. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that um, everything will stay in place. So, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is when, when it'll you... Be when different. Table, it'll be different. Well, you know, but, but I think that's a good thing. And, you know, I, I, we, we've said it in different varying degrees here on Grimdark. You know, we talk about, you know, the, the social contract of the gaming. We talk about, you know, the, you know, most recently we've been talking about, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And I think, you know, good people are, are generally rally around good people, just like, you know, pricks are going to rally around, you know, those kinds of people. And I think, uh, yeah, I agree it, with that. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, if you have a, if you have a, you know, a, a good community, you know, that it's, it's, you know, good people are only going to, no matter what the situation is, good people are, are going to migrate towards each other. And I think, um, I think that's, uh, I think, I think it's, it's exciting. A hundred people in a club. I mean, for, for, for over here, I don't know that, that I know of a club around. I mean, Gary, Sean, help me out here. Do you guys know of a club that's that large over here? I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, know. The woman haters club. Oh, Wow. Three Stooges reference. Hush Come falls on. over the crowd. I'm talking about. I'm talking about gaming. Um, I don't think there's some that are that large, but aren't active. That makes sense because you've got 40k. Like Beast Coast is probably 160 members in it, but they're all spread out, so they don't actually get together on a mm. regular basis. Right. So mm. uh, probably not. I got it. All right. Well, ours is ours is literally. I think there's only two Wednesdays a year we don't meet up, and that's because of Christmas and New Year. Um, mm -hmm. But we're literally we're open every Wednesday, and it's um, it's just nice. You don't get the same people every week because obviously people have work commitments, families, and other things going on. But majority of us are there as much as we can be, and it's it's great. We've got fantastic scenery that we can use, roll out mats, you name it. It's, that's um, awesome. I'll have to next time I'm on. I'll, I'll make sure I've got some pictures to show you guys. I had a really good, um, really good Batman miniatures game city that I I had on um, last night. I bought a load of these buildings from a company called Foreground. Oh sure, I've heard of um, them. Yeah, yeah, they do pre-painted MDF. I mean, MDF is like the worst thing in the world to paint because it just absorbs paint. However, hmm. um, Foreground stuff is pre-painted, and it's okay. some of the nicest scenery you can buy like cities and different things if you take a, a lot of pictures and give us the name of the place send it over and uh, i'll have my son make a take one on it and we'll throw it up on the youtube channel oh brilliant be yeah cool. gavin has done the last couple of uh of take ones and uh uh real 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 talented guy He's, he does a he does a great work so we just we just put up the uh the interview uh, we did uh, pass, uh, you know, we, we had a we had a local tournament here called Dragonfall, and uh, Gavin just uh, the most recent uh, one that was put up this morning was uh, of all of the Age of Sigmar, you know, interviews after the team tournament at uh, Dragonfall. So he handled all those. I've just yeah. pinged through a load of pictures from. Um, oh yeah, I saw him coming through from last and, uh, night. So you, you get an idea of the city that we were. I had. I was playing Suicide Squad um, against my friend who had. Um, Green Hour and some cops with him, but and um, Nightwing. But I've, I've spent a few hundred pounds on this um, city, including the diner with the nice black and white checkered floor and everything. I don't know if that you can get cool. some pictures. Yeah, we'll definitely have to. On to uh, uh, we'll definitely have to show some of those. Um, you know, we'll, we'll put these together, and we'll actually put these together and actually show them. Uh, um, maybe we'll definitely do this for for a take one because I'm just looking at a couple of these here real quick that I can. Uh, present to everyone here um 
terrain looks really nice too. Yeah, it takes hours to build. build. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is actually uh... <laughs> well, that's from inside the diner. That's Diablo. Yeah, from Suicide Squad inside the diner. Yeah, Dead look shot. at that. <laughs> What's the name of the game? Uh, it's the Batman Miniatures game. Hmm. It's How made by a company called Night Models, which I think is a French company. Um, but it's it's really really good. I enjoy it. There's, uh, the, oh, yeah. there's almost mini games just setting it up because you you put these lamp posts down, and depend and if you're within I think uh, four inches of a lamp post, you can be seen all the way across the city. However, if, you, if you're not you can only see someone if they're 12 inches away from you because everything all happens at night. So okay. it's very strategic on what you can see, and it's brilliant. You, you have like um, got green arrows using this, shooting arrows across and going across the buildings at the top. It's brilliant. Diablo's just setting all the cops on fire. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was it was hilarious. It was, uh, they're, they're, they're one of the best green pieces right there, right there in, the, in, the, in the top right of the picture. Diet Coke. Uh, Oh, I thought there was. I thought there was. A, I thought there was a beer at first. I was like, oh, "That's a course." I was like, "I, I think it was a. It was a beer." Um, <laughs> and then I, I think my friend Eric had a Coke. But um, we we have so many different games played at the club. It's unreal. We even play Flames of War, which is um, the old school World War Two. Oh yeah. Um, World War Two game. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. There's there's not much which hasn't been played there. We even play War Master, which is really old school. Uh, oh yeah, I actually still have some Empire stuff. Somewhere. Do you? Yeah. Oh wow. wow! You should come over to the UK. <laughs> There's still tons of us who play it. We figured our way to get there in April. I'll, I'll drag a couple of these guys with, man. You, you're all more than welcome to come. It would be amazing. Well, good stuff, man. Well, let's uh, let, let's let's keep it rolling. We got more stuff to uh, we got more stuff to get into. And uh, folks, uh, don't forget to join us on our website at www.grimdarklive.com or our Facebook page at Grimdark Live. While while visiting us there on our website, you can uh, you can get immediate access to some of our past shows or take one videos. And um, and as a matter of fact, speaking of take one from Grimdark Live, uh, this is a special series of ours. You make sure that uh, you watch out for those videos. These are our extra webcasts for all things Warhammer 40K and Age of Sigmar, and topics range from uh, from bat wraps and special interviews, tutorials, and even some live gameplay. Uh, and we are uh, starting to put together some some bat wraps finally. So we got some we got some of those things coming up. And most recently uh, today, this morning, we um, we just put up a brand new take one that uh, that Gavin, our uh, our camera guy and our little electronic wizard guy there in the background, uh, put together. And uh, this one is um, the interviews, as I, as I said earlier, for from the team tournament at a tournament local here in the Chicagoland area called Dragonfall. So watch out for that one. It's about a six minute video and, uh, you know, kick back and kind of, kind of watch that one. That's, that's, a, that's another good take one. And, and also, uh, you can get uh, Grimdark live on, uh, on Twitter and Nobler, at Nobler G and, uh, also on Twitch TV. So you can, uh, you can definitely look out for us there. So we have a lot going on there's and, and really it's, it's, in, it's interesting because there's so much that's, happening here and i feel like that that our developments are, are kind of in pace with some of the exciting stuff happening but um but as always um um today's show is brought to you by uh grognard games stop in and see todd and the gang there you can visit them at 839 north roselle road in roselle illinois or get them at grognardgames.com uh they're also a uh, grognard is a is a local store here al in this area and they're a they're a partner of ours of a, of a tournament that we put on every year in may uh, called armed forces day and uh, this this one is coming up may 18th of 2019 
and where 100% of the proceeds goes towards uh, uh, the USO and uh, to support our active duty troops. So that's uh, that's that's a tournament that uh, so maybe if, if if you're if you're here, uh, Al, you know, if you're here in that at that time, uh, shoot over and roll some dice for a good cause. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, the things like that are a great cause. We have one in the UK called Help for Heroes. Okay. Um, which supports like uh, our veterans who've been there and perhaps lost limbs and different things in, in the different yeah. wars and everything. So, um, yeah, we should be proud of our forces. I mean, they go out there and do stuff that, you know, some of us wouldn't want to see. That's um, uh... I know what I do for a living. I see some pretty horrible things, but it takes a lot to go and yeah do what they do. So my hat off to all of them. Yeah, I, I, and it's it's always it's it's always good to to give back to those guys that uh, that are that are sitting in in some forward area somewhere, or, you know, and, and and they don't have the opportunity to 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 roll dice, and it kind of you know helps us kind of appreciate why where where we get our ability to be able to to do that on a Saturday. So so yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're the real heroes. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> do you know what exactly. I mean? They're out they're out there protecting us and looking after us. They they they're the heroes of real time. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so uh, moving on. But Sean, we got uh, we we got we got some stuff coming up. You're you're going to talk a little bit about uh, volunteering or working for an event. Uh, Some about uh, the recent yeah post fiasco. This is something that's been kind of going on. But uh, basically, I just want to touch base on the night haunt or the underworld uh, oh, sure. thing real quick. Okay, because this is something kind of new for you know GW actually banning something. Um, so they have a band. They have banned cards. Uh, there's uh, there's actually a list that you can get off of uh, their site, but uh, here's a link for all you know. It gives a list, um, but basically, basically, banned means you can't use it. And they, you know, they give the there's three cards it looks like so far, and then they have something called restricted cards. So basically, you can only have a certain amount of the restricted cards in your list in your uh, in your deck that are on the list. So I want to say it is, uh, you can only have, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, you can include more than five of the restricted cards. So you can have up to five of those restricted cards on the side. Okay. So, so what were you saying before? I mean, you said that, that this is something that, that GW hasn't done as far as banning. Yeah. Those three cards right there where it says universal gamuts. Okay. The great concussion shades fire Inker and the time trap. Yeah, those you can't use in a at least competitive play. Okay, and, and what's the what's are they just overpowered or what's the what's the reason for that? Um, well, the time trap makes one makes your opponent not able to activate, like they lose an activation on one of their models. Okay, I guess I'm feeling I'm I'm failing to see. I mean, if that's a function of the game, they're just yeah. Um, was it because of gamers bitching and they they decided to to cancel? Yeah. Was the, what's the background of that one? Yeah, so like Time Trap, you choose a fighter, they can take an action. Basically, you allow them to take an action now, but um, you skip your next activation. So you get like another, you get five instead of four compared, you know, basically. Okay. Right. Or three. Yeah, no. Uh, so you would do the fourth activation, you can't, you know try to get another activation or to make a uh, a fighter go like in a clutch situation kind of where like hey if this guy dies i could probably lose so i need to make him go now kind of thing 
All right. So basically, you know, so the, the, so this was this was a component of the game at one time, and uh, it was overpowered. Gamers complained, and and now they're banned. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then the one where you can uh, you choose a hex on the battlefield, then push all fighters one hex. The great okay. concussion one. Mm-hmm. So you can basically make them get away from you, and you know, th- some think that's overpowered. I would. Uh, expect some things to change every like maybe once a year or something like that maybe they'll do like a review kind of yeah. thing right but um and they also have a deck builder now so you just go to the community's uh website and just click on the deck builder oh yeah kind of like war scroll builder right yeah yeah you build your deck you can print it out you know that kind of stuff but uh now is that is that free yeah yeah it's free okay all right good deal yeah but uh, going back to my topic, Gary might want to chime in a little bit. So basically what happened, I'll give a gist of what happened. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, there's a, a lawsuit of what people would be called judges. So basically a Magic the Gathering judge, you know, they know the rules, they, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Well, there's a lawsuit going over. They're saying that they, you know, I don't know exactly all the details, but they were supposedly promised some type of compensation for running a grand prix or like maybe a hotel or they would give food or whatever. But what I'm trying to get at is this. If you're getting, if you're an employee, you normally get some type of payment for it. So like when GW sends their employees out to Adepticon to stream, they're probably getting paid. Okay. But, if they had, you know, the people who run a lot of their events, they're volunteering time. Now they may get some type of compensation, but that is normally, you know, di- dictated by the people in charge. I see. So you're what you're talking about. I think I did hear something about this. This goes back I don't know, a year or so ago. And this was this guy, Paul Yale or whatever his name was, if I'm saying that right. He had a lawsuit that claiming that uh, magic judges are wizard employees. And yeah, he was trying to claim that they are wizard employees. Now, okay. a little bit of background on these judges. Right. They have these promo cards that when you go to this, when you're participating in so many events where like you judge at an event or whatever, you basically get credit points or whatever and you get these promo cards that can be potentially worth hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah, so the card themselves, right? So so the cards right. have, have a face value to them. Yeah, okay, that's pretty right. pretty typical. And then for certain uh, ranking size of events, like let's say Grogner wanted to run uh, like a PPTQ. That's like a trial kind of thing. Um, they need a certain level judge that can run that event. And unless you have a judge on, you know, what staff or, you know, one locally that will do it for you, um, you got to pay them some type, you know, a lot of judges will do it with some type of compensation, maybe like some, product or you know whatever but that's between that person doing it and the group that wants to run that event okay so so the basis of this guy paul yale's lawsuit that was that was dismissed i mean obviously the the judge had the the wherewithal to you know to, to tell this guy no way which I, I think just kind of reading over this article and kind of hearing about it over the last year, I do agree with. But what was what was the what was the basis of this guy's lawsuit? He he felt he needed to be compensated because he did what? Well, what happened was there's a group of judges because when you go to a grand prix, there's 
probably tw- at least 1500 people probably in the main event. Okay. And you need judges because they have to, you know, someone does something illegal in the game. Like uh, maybe they look at the card of their deck when they're not supposed to, or like there, there's the whole bunch of mechanics. I don't want to get into that. Cause I could be here for about another four hours. just describing that. Um, but basically what it does is uh, you call a judge and then they give a ruling or whatever. So you need a certain amount of judges per, you know, per number of tables or whatever. Kind okay. of thing. All right. So basically sometimes, you know, they might, depending on it, like from what I think it was like, they were trying to uh, like something happened. They were going to comp some hotel rooms or something like that. I don't know. all remember all the details because it's been what a year a little bit more than a year. Yeah, well, I think the article I just pulled up, just listening to you talk about it, was from August of, of 2017. So, I mean, it's, yeah. been, it's been quite a while. Right. Well, there's a simple thing to this. Do you pay taxes for them? Or are you on their payroll? Correct. <laughs> That's what not, I was going to get. You do not work for them, period. Yeah. You're volunteering, and you are going to get from them whatever it is they give to you. If they don't give you anything, you don't have you to do have it. basically one option. Stop volunteering and judging you don't have a recourse to go sue somebody that you don't actually work for because you don't like the way they're doing things right and like if you get if like hey if they're going to comp something like a hotel or or you know something like that you need it in writing 100 that was to my next point if you don't have something in writing then you're going off of trust if they break that trust then stop judging for them because you are literally getting nothing out of it right that's what i'm trying to get at is like if if they promise you something, you should get it in writing. Yeah, and and you know the thing is is that that you know it's funny. Um, you know here at Grimdark Live, we we've, we've been offered you know to to go and and do you know um, interviews and you know uh, videos and all that kind of stuff at, at different people's tournaments. Um, when we were going to head up to, to to Renegade Open, and uh, for for just reasons uh, you know things going on, we couldn't make it, but. You know, we, we get those kinds of things all the time, you know, that, that we'll, we'll copy your room or, you know, come on up and whatever else. We'll give you a swag bag or, or whatever the deal might be. And, and uh, but what's amazing to me, though, is this, this, this lawsuit here. And, Sean, I don't mean to, to, to kind of step on your, your momentum here, but. No, that's fine. You know, this Wizards of the Coast lawsuit harkens back to that $62.5 million lawsuit that uh, that, gen- that that guy sued Games Workshop for. As a matter of fact, early on back in the day with, with Grimdark Live, we, we kind of talked about that where um, there was an independent game store owner, for anybody listening who doesn't recall this, it's, it's, it's over with now, but this independent game store owner, I um, can't remember the guy's name right now, I think it was David Moore, I believe, uh, something about something that close. He had filed a criminal complaint uh, with, with, the, with the federal court of Southern Florida, alleging six criminal violations of U.S. law uh, based off of Games Workshop's um, business practices, you know. Um, and so he, he, he was trying to hit him up for things like, uh, you know, uh, fraud and price fixing and, and all this, you know, breach of contract, unjust enrichment and, and all these kinds of things. And, and you know, the, the sad part about it is, you know, Games Workshop, you know, obviously had to defend itself. There was a cost there. You know, this guy's going after him for $62.5 million, and he was trying to get a bunch of, you know, stores involved to do this. And so when you, um, when you, when you, when you look at something like this, um, here that's going on here, where, the, you know, this guy's going to, going to sue Wizard of the Coast or something similar, it, it's, 
it's a you know it, it kind of makes you kind of makes you understand the, the you know some of the some of the folks in the culture out there you know in the community out there right so yeah i mean i don't like i said i don't remember the entire story now i mean there's a whole bunch i mean this also actually happens at like you know gen con and all those like uh conventions around the country and stuff like that where they're trying to say that people who supposedly are volunteers should be paid well if you should be paid then you got to pay taxes you know what i mean here's the the underline underneath that and and then call it like it is people are all happy yeah yeah i'll volunteer then i'll go and then guess what that turns into work yeah now they're like, well, wait a minute. Well, no, you don't just get to show up on that. You actually have something you have to perform and do. And now instead of it being all volunteer and do that, when they get done with it, they have this, well, I deserve to get something for what I did. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what it was that how it was agreed upon. What you got out of it was supporting the community and those type of things and creating your reputation for you. It's wanting something for nothing. Oh, it's not nothing. I did something, but you volunteered to do that. And they didn't bring you there, sign you to a contract or to an agreement. Then you perform the service and not get paid. That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. So to me, this was a waste of time and money on somebody who was just were employees. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, I can I I volunteer to help uh, the 40k side set up at uh, Adepticon last year, and they basically said, "Hey, we'll give you guys a food coupon to go grab some food, and we'll give you vi vig access, so you don't have to wait in the stupid line." That was enough for me to say, "Okay, you know, it, this is what they're giving me, and that's what they gave me." You know, right? And they gave that to you. Now, yeah. if they don't give that to you, guess what? Just stop and walk out. Yeah, and that's all. That's all you got to do. Like you just say, "I'm done," because you know, because the. Uh, I mean, they they you know, unless you have something like I said, unless you have something in writing, you really don't have that much of a case. But you know, this, this whole thing is just just ridiculous to me. I you know because here, here's the thing, you know. Whether whether or not you know the plaintiff or you know you know whatever you want to call these assholes that are that have these frivolous lawsuits out there against these companies, where I was going with with GW or just like any business, right? Um, you know, uh, I have a I have a as a sidebar here. I've got a good friend of mine that owns a restaurant, and um, he was you know wrongfully accused by a patron for you know um, something basically. Long story long, you know. Uh, poison food or not poison, but you know, bad food. And, um, it cost him about, about $30,000 in, in fees. Well, the only thing he did is he had to readjust some of his pricing and things like that. And he kind of passed that on to some of the consumers. I'm not going to mention the restaurant. It's a pretty famous restaurant here in Chicago, but, um, I, you have to wonder, you know, if, if these people are, you know, putting these out there and, and a $62.5 million lawsuit as in the case of GW, where they tried to allegedly get a bunch of other, of other independent stores and people to kind of go after them, you know, they, they're going to spend some money in legal bills, just like over here with, with wizards of the coast. And I, I can't help, but think that that, you know, some of that is passed on to the consumers. I mean, it's a, it's a negative cost imbalance like thievery. You know, you always hear the story, you know, somebody steals something from a store, you know, they have to kind of hike their prices up to cover that, that lost cost. you know, so, I just wonder if, if these people understand the, the overall negative impact 
that they're that they're putting on a hobby that already is reliant on disposable income. I mean, let's face it, we're all in this hobby after we pay our bills and put food on the table and fix the car and all those kinds of things, right? Yeah, so, let's not bring up fix the car. I, I got to spend like $600 on tires. Let's not bring that up. Every time I talk to you, there's something wrong with that freaking beater you got going on. Why don't you go and get an actual, you know, you'd be better off with a Schwinn. Hey, hey, hey. Those are the original tires that came on the car, and they have like <laughs> 73,000 miles on it, and they're 60K mile rated tires. So I think I got enough value off of those tires. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of problems in the winter if you don't change those tires. Exactly. Yeah. You can roller skate in your car. That's going to get interesting. I mean, yeah, listen to all this. called it the clown car. tires <laughs> never got tracked the entire way to work. <laughs> yeah. So, Al, listening to this, I mean, listen to this kind of banter back and forth on this topic. What are your thoughts on this? Um, about the judges. Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've kind of avoided – I used to buy magic stuff years ago, but I kind of avoided it because there was always the, the judge thing. Um, and people arguing and stuff. I'm 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 quite a fluid player and like relaxed, narrative-y kind of game. So I don't, you know, I I got put off tournaments and different things years ago. So I try and avoid them, just because of you know hoo ha and things just getting drawn out like this. Um, but no, I I I don't know. I I wouldn't. It wouldn't be fair to me to comment on that because I'm not really in that. Yeah, kind of I, 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 what we were kind of talking about too is you know these people that you know like this guy's gonna gonna try to sue Wizards of the Coast you know over a you know over over what he believes should be compensation because he was he was you know there volunteering for well it's not just him there's it's a class action lawsuit so okay. it's a class action bullshit suit what it is yeah. Yeah, let me get this right these people have gone and volunteered to be judges. All right, so basically these are judges. So basically the way it used to be before this whole uh, uh, before this all ha started happening, because now they re redid the structure. So you had years ago what used to be called a rule. Uh, it was like level zero. I wish Randy was here because he could actually back me. You know, back me up on this one. So basically, they were called a rules advisor. Right. So then you had like a level one judge where you actually you know take the test and you have to basically tutor an apprentice under like a level two judge now. Okay. So, you know, basically, because, you know, if you ever looked at the Magic rulebook, there's about 400 pages of rules in there with a lot of sub points mm. in there. And it's a very, very, very strict, rigid, like, rule system. Like, 40K is, like, you know, like, not even close to the amount of rules that Magic has. Like there's, you no can't even... there's no different sets as well, isn't there? You can have like um, classic and modern and yeah, they have yeah. standard, which is like the current what four or five sets, and then you have mm. modern, which is from like eighth edition all the way up till now, so like mid two thousands, and then okay. you have legacy, which is like you know ninety six era on mm. now, but um. But, I mean, basically, to become a judge, you have to take the test. You have to apprentice. And then, like, these are, like, you know, like, stores will have a judge in there. So you can run certain level events for a level one judge. Then for, like, the higher of uh, tier events, you need a level two judge. Okay. So the tiers, is that, does that mean, like, more people or well, more competitive? The, or? 
the tier judge you are is more like rank, if you will, in the military kind of thing. Like, okay, it, it's like levels. Like, you know, like I want to say it was like judge one and twos are probably you know non wizard employees, but like threes and fours were magic judges. These are they're like they're part of the rules team or whatever that kind of thing. I don't remember how all the layering works because it's been a while since I looked into it, but now they're changing the way that they do stuff because of this. Oh, wow. So, so like, just, just where someone's nose is out of joint and that'll work. Oh, possibly. Make a few bob out of it, isn't it, really? I mean, uh, I got a couple buddies that were magic judges. Um, my one buddy still does it. I see him occasionally. Um, and then my other buddy, he doesn't uh, judge much because, like, you can become like a, like, if you don't, you know, participate, you can become deactivated and then you have to, like, do certain things to become activated again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Ma magic's like, always been quite hardcore, hasn't it? Well, I mean, it's very, I mean, like I said, the rule rules are like 400 pages. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I think, the thing that put me off is you could spend hundreds of pounds or hundreds of dollars on all these cards, not get one of these, what are they, field walkers or whatever they're called, <laughs> and potentially not get any good cards. And it's all that money in a few months' time is pretty much down the drain because the next version I, I saw that as kind of there'd be a lot of cards that would be wasted so I tried to veer away from it. Yeah, I'm sorry just... there are roughly about 230 pages of rules. Well, really? So, we, so yeah. we, don't, we, don't, uh, we don't drive this one, you know, so I, the really cusp of it is just another another frivolous lawsuit just like the, what, what happened to Games Workshop almost uh, you know uh, you know, almost a year ago as well, um, a year and a half ago, you know, a guy tried to sue them. I think, I think like we've always said, you know, I think birds with feather flock together. We, you know, we're going to have that percentage of any community that is, uh, that is a bunch of pricks and, and we just got to make sure that, yeah. you know, as, as good people, we just stay away from them. But, but rolling on, I mean, and again, uh, Sean, I didn't mean to, to cut that one short. No, no, I didn't want to, like, we kind of went a little bit more than what I kind of wanted to do. I just yeah. want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, this is one of those topics where we could like, Y'all, yeah, easily on. You, so. can, you can beat that into oatmeal pretty quick, but that is a great topic. But while we're while we're kind of rolling on here with uh, with with the show, I wanted to kind of throw out there a very a very special hello to uh, Dal's brother Merrick. He's out there listening right now. <laughs> we, we've kept we, just, we we know we know right now we've kept two two poor guys up uh, out there in, in the UK. But uh, Merrick, thank you very much for being our uh, number one fan out there in the UK. But I appreciate it. And so, is Merrick your 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 older brother or younger brother? Merrick is my older brother. He he lives up in Lancashire and um he got into painting this year, um like for I went up and stayed with my mum for a week um just to catch up I hadn't seen her for yonks yeah so I decided to, it's 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 a good uh, four or five hour drive so I drove up there and um me being me I took some miniatures and painting with me <laughs> for when everyone was out and you know I had a week off work and um he's he used to be into it ages ago when Lord of the Rings first came out. And, um, That's I like what, like, late 80s, early 90s, right? Oh, years ago, absolute years. I remember he had like, she loved the spider and all kinds of stuff. Nice. And um, so I, I took a night up there, a Dominus class night, which I was painting. And um, he's he's into Twitch and gaming and he's a brilliant gamer. People say, people are always moaning at him saying that you're using mods and stuff. And he, he isn't, he's just good at it. Um, and um, he kept looking over watching me paint things and he's like oh what are you painting what are you painting and i was like it's an imperial knight and um now he's got tons of paints i daily get miniature 
miniature photos from him saying that what he's done and different things and in all fairness cons considering he's only just got back into it he's, he's nice. doing great that's awesome so um oh, Eric, he, uh, a very warm hello to you buddy thanks for staying up and listening to us uh embarrass the hell out of your younger brother <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a, he you often asks like when you when you're on um grimdark again and i think he listens to your shows anyway um so um yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, you're, you're our UK correspondent, man. We're pulling you on, you know, <laughs> that police work can wait, dude. This is more important. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But speaking, is, uh, of, uh, but speaking of important stuff, Gary, meta, play the meta, right? To, to play or not to play a little, a uh, little Shakespearean uh, piece from, from, from Gary here. Right. So click on that link I threw up there in a the group chat. All right. I'm going to it now. Cause now we're going to go into something, uh, a lot of things a lot, you know, girlfriends, kids, things like that, but numbers don't. So get some numbers up there. And uh, Wait, did you say girlfriends, kids lie? That's correct. <laughs> so well, occasionally, you know. Send that uh, somewhere somewhere it got it got it got I lost it, so send it to me again. All right. Do -do 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 -do. It's in the uh, group chat on the right. That's on mine. So, okay, it's on. Yeah, it's on the uh, uh, Hangouts chat. All righty. Do you see it? If not, I can see you in the other one. Is that the spreadsheet? Yeah, this yep. is a spreadsheet. Wow, what is this? Mm. <laughs> there you go. I know what this is. Is this dice statistics or something? Now it's in, the, now it's in both chats. Get a fat spark box to handle it. So, yeah, there you, you go. You should really get a computer instead of a spark box. Great. So, All right, here we go. It's hey, hey, a bunch of. So now, up here, go click on overall on the top. Go up, go up, 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 up. There you go. Find overall to your right, to your right. overall. There you go. Got it. All right. So, this is a compile of all of the uh, large events. Sent okay. Decepticon. Right? So what you're looking at here, you've got your factions, your best score, their top 20 average, their weighted score, and then your deviations. So what the meta is for people who may not know is on a competitive side, the meta are the lists that are considered to be the best ones, and that's what you should play with, or you're dumb and you can't win. That's how it's the meta or not to play the meta, right? Correct. So um, there's a friend of ours in a group. He's one of the best players on the planet when he wants to be. He's recently won two large AOS events. His name is Alan Pajama Pants. He won um, the boys GT and he won SoCal. I don't think his name was actually last name was actually Pajama Pants. It's something hard to pronounce, so you yeah, just I call him Pajama Pants, right? About 15 syllables after that. So <laughs> he won Pajama Pants. He's won both AOS events and he's maxed the score every time. Every game is max score. Okay. So his philosophy is, is bring something that beats the meta and don't worry about the other stuff. So now if looking through this, this above mean, below mean, what does all this stuff mean? So look at number uh, column E. Okay. I'm here. Column E tier one. Well, tier one. These would be your meta lists in some form or fashion. Okay. So a medalist that's doing well in tournaments is going to have Astro Militarum in it, Tyranids, Drukari, Yanari, and 
Eldar to some extent. Eldar's pretty sure. Hey, uh, Gary, can I just uh, make a quick statement so Pat can understand this in AOS terms? Sure. Basically, Undead, Stormcast, Nurgle, Daughters. I'm with you. No, I, I was... I'm, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you. you. Okay. So, now, does that mean that everything else on here, other than these top four, you shouldn't even look at or try and play? No. Why? Because you're going to still see them. Right, but why wouldn't I just play one of the top four and not worry about it? Because it's the, probably bad for the game. Ah, there you go. And what I like to say is <laughs> don't follow what everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. You can go somewhere, exactly. copy it, and then play with it. And guess what? Your name's not Nick Donavati, Ben Boley, Alan John Events, Nick Rose, all these other guys that are winning events. Sean Naden. Sean Naden, all of them. They know what they're doing. They play with it. This yeah. is not a game of, oh, I'll just buy these models, paint it, put it on the table, I'm going to win. No. There's tactics involved and all of that. So once again, for the, uh, I don't know how many number of times this has been said, pick which one it is that you like the best and play with that one. Justin Curtis, who's another really, really good player that's in the area. I spoke to him. We had an RTT. I went 0-3. I took a list that um, Nick Rose won a GT with. He went 5-0. and And I consider myself a decent 40K player. And yeah. I didn't win a game. So that's a testament to play what you're comfortable with and what it is that you're good at and what you like instead of, oh, I have to play this because that's what wins. No, that's not what wins. The player is what wins. Now, with that said, if you scroll down a little bit, Pat, keep going down. If okay. you pick anything from 26 up to about 15, you're let yourself know that you're in an uphill battle. That doesn't mean that you can't still do well. Right. Is it pure death watch to Las Vegas open and win? Probably not. But if that's what you're going for, then you're going for the wrong reason. Okay. If you're going with death watch and that's your favorite, you're trying to be best, the best death watch player in the country or on the planet because ITC is international. Yeah. So if you do better than every other death watch player, you're still going to get that trophy. You're still going to get that prize. Right. So you have to ask yourself, what am I in this for? Am I in this to switch to whatever the strongest army is, learn it, play it, watch it get nerfed, drop another $850 to buy the next new army, yeah, get it yeah. built, paint it, play it for a couple months, watch it get nerfed, rinse and repeat. You know, honestly, it, to me, it's just, it's uh, the reason why I kind of blurted out it's bad for the game is because, you know, I guess when, when you play in any game competitively, no matter what, what the game is really, you know, you know, you've come across these types of uh, of, of guys that try to dominate the, the game through this through this type of strategy, and I, I right. call it, I call it the meta strategy or the mindless mindless meta strategy. But right. and I say it's bad for the game for a couple of reasons. One, you know, could you imagine seeing and and we I've seen it plenty where you see the same freaking armies on the table, you know, on the right. AOS side, everyone's playing death. So and, right. uh, I have a solution. Okay. Ah. So That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. So if you play with Imperial. Okay. John. John. I'm listening. Because we know Pat won't play Imperium. What you, the hell? How did I get thrown in the well on this one? Bastards. You have the option to mix and match whatever. You have the largest pool of things that you can play with. Correct. So don't just look at what this is what you're playing with. That's what I have to do. I'm not, I'm not pointing directly at you, but Imperial. Oh, I know what you mean. Play the ones that you like to play with the best. Jeremy 
is probably one of the best examples of that. He plays sisters with guard. Right. And sometimes it's custodies. Sometimes it's blood angels. He mixes it up. But Astro Militar is very good, but he still is playing with sisters, which is one of his favorites. Right, because uh, for the people who don't know, ITC picks the most. Uh, basically, the arm, the detachment that has the most points, determine what your core Absolutely. army is. Right. So, here's what I'm doing, and here's what I would offer the other ones. If you don't have that option or that luxury, you don't play Imperial. If you play Imperial, you have access to all the goodies that you want to use, but you kind of have to do that to be hyper competitive. You have to do. Oh, yeah. that. Um, okay. There's a couple that stand alone, Astro Militarum and Knights to an extent. You can play by themselves and still compete, but I don't think you're going to win a whole lot of events. You'll go four and one, three and two, and still score high. So yeah. you have your options that you can choose from there and play that. By all means, do that. But I, I would suggest that, hey, I really like Space Wolves. Well, they're 24 down at the bottom. They didn't do well. Their book just came out, so forth. So they're still being learned. But nobody's going to learn them if every single person that plays a competitive event doesn't play with the army they like. Instead, play with the army that's winning. Mm -hmm. That's where they're not going to get any better because nobody's using them. So take your Space Wolf detachment with Astro Militarum and a Knight. Take your Space yeah. Wolf detachment with... Um, Gray Knights and Astro Militarum, or take Space Wolves, Gray Knights, and a Knight. You know, mix it up, do those kind of things. You're still getting what it is that you want, and you know and what I like to meet, but you're not following down the same ant trail that everybody else is. And you know what I like about what you just said, though. You know, I, and, and and because I'm a I'm a Knight player, uh, I kind of heard you own them. <laughs> He's a Knight owner. Right. Oh, hey. you put them on the table, do some measurings, and fire a battle cannon every now and then. You know. <laughs> but I guess you know for like I guess in the in the 40k meta right now, you know Imperial Knights are are I would still say you know pretty pretty strong. But we also know that you know just because you throw a knight in your 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 army doesn't mean you're actually you know gonna gonna well, you know, win. But it's 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 certainly gonna gonna not hurt your odds either. If you look at the comment on line 14, yeah. already right under notes, right here. Yep. Oh, there knights are a better soup ingredient. Yeah. Than a main course. Than a main course. Yeah, I like the uh, what they put for the uh, 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 the custodies. Most likely, bike, bike spam makes, makes them very vulnerable. Chapter approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they put the notes off on the side because it was for the whole year. But knights are very strong in a meta, but they're called the 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 gatekeepers or whatnot. Okay. Yeah. You're you're going to go through and you're going to hurt Johnny's feelings, but as soon as you run into Everybody knows the three different types of players, right? The Johnnies, the Timmies, and the Spikes. <laughs> no, no, you no. got you got to tell us this one. Yeah, right. explain that. Johnny sits <laughs> in his basement and builds up his uh, army list and goes out and does the best he can with what he loves. He likes winning, but it's not really his thing, right? Who's, who's that? Which one's that? It's Johnny. That's Johnny. It's what Johnnies do. They build it up. They go out to the big events just to say, I'm at Adepticon. I'm playing in the championships. This is fun. Right? Not to yeah. say they build a competitive list, but they build what they want. Whereas Timmy's build competitive lists, i.e. straight Imperial Knights, because that's what they like, but they want to be competitive, so they kind of get a little edgy with it. You know what I mean? 
So they don't put the close combat night in there. They don't put the Valiant in there with the short range. They put the Dominus class Castellan and a Galliant and two other ones and as many small knights as they can. They try and make it as competitive as possible with that mindset in there. Yes, I like knights, but I also like stomping people. <laughs> right? <laughs> so those are your Timmers. Gotcha. Spikes are the ones that are hyper-competitive. They know their rules, and they take the best possible list that's there. So you you would you would blame those guys on being the, the meta guys, the mindless meta oh, guys? Right. The spikes are the meta guys. Gotcha. They're the ones that are typically very good players, and they play with the best lists, which is fine. Go ahead. But I tend to fall in the middle. If it's magic, I'm a spike all the way. What's the best list? What's winning the most? That's what I'm playing with, period. That's the way I always was. But you now I fell into the, the Timmy category. <laughs> I really like Tyranids. That's what I'm going to play with. And then I know if you go back to your left, Pat. Okay. Right now, Tyranids would be number two. Right? But if you read in the notes, this was when you could take seven Flyrants and four Molochs. Yeah, I think next year the list will change. I think it'll change up a good amount next year when they right. do this but again. I'm curious, I'm going to keep this, and at the end of the next season, I want to look and see where everything fell. But so right now, I play with Tyranids, which are a tier two, they're not tier one because the other one's gone. And right. they're a good army, and I can beat some of the better players with it. Can I beat the best player playing with the most dominant list? No, okay, or, or typically no. Right, but I'm not building it for that. If I make it to that table, then guess what? I'm doing very well, and I have a chance of winning and placing very high in the event. Yeah. So now, what advantages that I have? I guarantee you, I know my army better than my opponent does. Yeah, and 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 I and I and we've talked about that before, and, and your point on that is excellent because you know you, you've often said you know the guy that knows his army. Uh, right. You know, infinitely better than the guy that play, is playing the new hotness or the new meta army. Right. That guy's going to lose. And the, here's the here's the, the other point I'll go into because I know the time is hitting that direction. So what I'm doing is I have Tyranids, and I've got a large, a lot of Death Guard that I don't like. It's not my style. Don't care for them. You know. So those I'm going to sell off. And Hold then take in. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, some that are very well painted as well. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, take, we'll, take, we'll take this break brought to you by. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So I've got, not all of them are painted to that level, but that one's done. There's um, this guy. Nice. Oh, Damon Prince. Be on the block, and I'll put them up, and I'll send the pictures to you first. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, um, so I'm going to get rid of those and invest in. Let's drop down to number ten. Tau. Tau. Oh. That is the. <laughs> that's the other list that Why? I'm going to create. That it's like the green piece of space. That's correct. But <laughs> but they shoot. That's correct. So if I want to go assault somebody, run across the table and charge them and play with them and do that and have light shooting, I can't. So They're not as good at nights, are they? They're what? They're, they're not as good at nights, are they? 
as good as Knights? Who Tyranids or Tau? No, they're yeah, just not, they're not as good as in, in not eight. as good as seventh. I don't think. Well, that, that's what all my Tau friends tell me. <laughs> well, well, Tau, and here's here's the where the opinion thing comes in again, because my friends are like, oh no, they're not that good. They're not that good. Well, they have ninety eight top twenty finishes. They have a hundred nineteen, and they're two above the normal. So they are what. Eight points from being the top army in tier two. Oh wow! After all of that, so I think if it's played by a good general that goes into it and plays into the mission, it has the answers. But here's back to the other one of why if you're not playing Imperial, you're playing Xenos, which is more of me. Chaos, you have a lot of different choices too. But Xenos, play two armies. Play one that's heavy shooty. Play the other one that's assault and psychic oriented. But. Gary, Tau doesn't have assault. That's why I play Tyranids too. <laughs> well, I guess I guess to kind of to kind of put a little brevity so, back it, in this thing well, is... real quickly. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, real, real quickly because I see a lot of Tau's out there. I see no crew in the list whatsoever. None. Go look them up. All the ones in the events have no crew in them. Oh well, they're terrible. So Tau Sept, which is a special ability you can take with Tau that says if you are within six inches of another unit. In your army, and it gets assaulted. You can Overwatch with that unit, like it's being assaulted, right? That's a generic rule, but crew don't have that ability to do it unless you take this special set. All right, good lord! I know crew don't have that ability. I don't want to Overwatch with crew anyway because it's terrible. They're five points a model, <laughs> but if I put twenty of them in front of my, it's called for the greater good, and I put them in front of my army, and I make sure that unit of twenty crew. Every, one of those models with six inches of every unit in my army, besides the crew one, guess what you have to charge to get to me? The screen? The crew. And guess what I'm going to shoot you with in Overwatch? My entire the Riptide, army. everything else. My entire army. Hitting on fives and sixes because I'll take Tau Sept. No, I, I, mm -hmm. I tend to like the one that gives you six extra inches to range on heavy and rapid-fire weapons, but that's just me. Right, right, but that's on that one. So, mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other things that go in there that people, because they're not played that much, the top players don't grab them and pick them apart to make them better. They grab the, quite honestly, the books are the easiest ones to open up and go, oh, this is awesome, I'll play with this. That's easy to figure out. Why don't you challenge yourself great players that are in the top 10 and make up your own list design and go in and try and beat somebody there. Yeah. Well, I'll that list where and someone tries to polish a turd. Yeah. It's like a really crap well, What I was going to say before is, you know, go ahead. So, sorry. With one of those lesser ones and have them perform their role. Like, I don't want to get charged by Blood Angel Captains. I don't want to get charged by Sanguinary Guard. I don't want to get charged by Death Company. And if I'm playing against Space Wolves, I don't want to get hit by no Thunderwolf Cavalry or any of those clowns. Or Wolfen. Or Wolf Guard with jump packs or so, Wolf Guard in general. So my, uh, here's, here's another prime example that I didn't know if I had went through it. And there's options and everything. You don't have to play the meta to win. Oh, yeah, you do. Look, the meta's winning. No, those players are winning. Those players are winning. If you cost consistently take the same list that a player that is better than you takes, you're going to lose every time. Yeah. If you play that level, yep, you stopped your first three opponents. Good job. You beat up on all the Johnnies. Nice work. 
then you're going to run into the spikes and they're going to destroy you. That's but part of that part of that goes back to the fundamentals where the, that spike probably knows his army inside and out. Right. And right. where you if you're if you're a Timmy, which you really like these, but you want to win, so you take the army that you don't necessarily like, you're not going to know it as well. And a spike sure. who knows it's going to destroy you. That's just the way that it is. Sure. So yeah. there's one other thing that I learned, this little thing that goes out. As I was studying through the towel ones, I'm like, this is really good. This is really good. Then I noticed they were taking a Supreme Command Attachment, which is just HQs. And they were taking what is widely known as the crappiest towel set choice in the book. And I'm like, why in the world are they taking this? Right. Well, and I'll tell you what it is as soon as I find it in this stupid thing. I'm not going <laughs> to on page to page either. Cadre Fireblades? I agree with me. What'd you say there? Definitely not Cadre Fireblades. No, that's a unit. That's a dude. I'm talking about the Sept T-Nets. So they're Sept taking the Saki Sept. S I know it sounds good because of drinking. Oh. Uh... So add one to the leadership characteristics of models with this T-Net. In addition, in the shooting phase, you can re-roll a single failed hit roll when a unit with this T-Net shoots. <clears throat> so what? That's not very good. So I'm like, why are they taking a detachment of nothing to do with <laughs> riptides? No, nothing to do with riptides. So they have the things in the game called stratagems, right? Yeah, where you spend you one one to do stuff. The specific T nets, right? Yeah. Two command points. So, and uh, do you guys does um, do you guys know what a marker light is besides Sean? Yeah. What's the marker light, Pat? Uh oh. For uh, you're talking about you're talking about for uh, 40k. Yes. yes. You're talking about the uh, well. Uh, is it is it? No, I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the 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 uh, the so, thing uh, that the dreams have. In uh, no, I'm thinking of something that the um, sorry. Uh, a marker light is something that is uh, specific just to tau. So if you get a marker light on a unit, usually it's shot from a gun. Hold your hold back your surprise. That's called a marker light. Um, and you hit, you get to put a token or a marker light on that unit. So if you have one marker light on a unit, your entire army rerolls ones to hit when it shoots that unit. Okay. Okay. As long as there's one marker light on and you shoot at, you reroll ones to hit. And typically you have to shoot those to get them on different units. Are those on are those on the drones, right? Well, drones, drones, I guess I guess I didn't know what a marker light was, but I only knew that term because I played a towel. Right. Got the guy. I got so, the loving crap beat out of me, but I think I remember those things being on their on the drones. Right. They have marker lights. In that edition, they were yes. Okay. So All right. For two command points, there's a stratagem that's specific to just that Sakai set, whatever it's called. So for two command points, it's called orbital marker distribution uplink. Orbital marker distribution uplink. Use a stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Pick an enemy unit visible to a Sakai Sept character, which is that uh, Supreme Command attachment. They're all three characters. They're all three that set. Sakai Sept character from your army. That unit and all other enemy units within six inches gain a marker-like counter. Okay. So do you get the? So if you let that sink in for a second, most bubbles in 40k from characters are six inches. So you have to have your units within six That's inches true. of that okay. character to get the benefits, right? Yep. 
So if any one of those three models can see that character, I get to marker light that character and everything within six inches of it. So essentially, you could get anywhere from one to ten units that my entire army is rerolling ones to hit against. And I have done nothing yet in a shooting phase with use two command points. Hmm. And when you stack marker lights, they get better bonuses. If you get five marker lights on a unit, now I'm hitting on threes, I'm rerolling ones, you don't get cover from my shots. It's, and in case people hadn't noticed, how shoot quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Well, they got pretty damn good shooting from. So our- that's one of the things that I was talking about that a lot of people wouldn't have done that. So, but anyway, there's things that you can go through, especially now with chapter approved coming out and all of that. Go back to the army that you actually really like if you're playing something that you don't really like or it's not your favorite and see what you can build out of it. If you're playing Xenos, pick two. You're going to spend the same amount of money if you're playing Imperial because you're going to have to buy Astro Militarum and whatever thing else you want to plug in with them. Orcs. I think orcs are going to be much better. Or orcs. Yep. Orcs are on their way up, but that book's just out and they haven't performed a lot. And that's another reason why to do Tau. Because what do orcs and Tyranids hate to play against? Shooting. Ow. Are you going to charge me? I killed 30 boys. Okay. Your turn still. You still got to kill the crew. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's what I had. Don't be scared when you go to a large event and think that you have to take a meta lift. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, because you've got all the drones following the drone commanders. Mm-hmm. And the drone now, is the one winning with those lists and no, and the other people are not. Now to back Fourth, yes, because you lost to the guy who knows what he's doing. Now, I want to back up Gary's uh, opinion on this. And it works in other games, too. It'll obviously work in Age of Sigmar. But one of the more, you know, it'll that, the first time I ever learned a meta was in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And I think, you know, to kind of, so, to kind of wrap, uh, that, wrap that point up is that, you know, meta or not, you know, you got to remember, just like in Age of Sigmar, 40K uses dice which you know can really stab you in the back sometimes. So it's not it's not necessarily to say the dice is fault when you lose, but but they can certainly contribute to a loss. And, oh no uh, no no, it's uh, dice's fault if they roll too yeah, many I, ones. And I, I got give Pat credit here. And 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 I would also argue that, you know, 40k since we're, that's what we're talking about right now has, has a pretty diverse meta, right? I mean, that's what kind of what we're, what we're saying here. So you don't, need, you don't need to focus in on one well like you, you don't need to just play Astro Militarium or Tyranids, but you know but you know, but that's but that's not necessarily because the dice. You know, randomness can right. can compensate for things play. in a game design. But you know, play, play what you like and uh-huh. become the best that you possibly can with that's, that. That's and exactly right. Go with that. Right. I mean, Pat is so anti-meta in 40k. He doesn't even play. Wow. So, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. This is the ultimate can, can, can you feel the pain all the way over there in, in the UK, Al? Can you just, just getting the shit kicked out of me? Can you, can you? My, my feet don't even hurt yet, so <laughs> there's more kicks coming. He's uh, got his uh, Taekwondo uh, shoes on today. Yeah, it's, it's, I know you can say ballet. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, that's a room raid in somewhere. There, there is, man. We got, uh, we got a rumor engine. And, you know, this one looks, uh, this one looks kind of, 40k cornish maybe that's i don't know I, and you know this is a very blurry picture this this actually came right off of their uh, their site so al what is this man what do you think that that looks like my ex <laughs> there you go there you go yeah gary what do you think <laughs> i don't know like I, 
It, it looks it's def it's gonna be chaos, isn't it? Looking at the yeah. armor floating and the trim. Yeah, you can uh, kind of see this. It's I am probably thinking more corn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have heard rumors that there's new obliterators on the horizon. Hmm, that would be cool. And a new yeah. Abaddon figure, which let's face it, he needs updating because that yeah, figure's yeah. just pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it could be the new obliterators. However, it could be the new what what there's obliterators and then there's um the close combat ones, isn't there? Mutilators. Yeah, the mutilators. It could be the new mutilators, you know, because yeah. let's face it, those models are dated, heavily <laughs> dated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah, my my sources tend to be good, and All right. yeah, a bad on and new obliterator. So it could be one of those, but it does look this definitely chaos, isn't it? Yeah, well, you're you're probably closer to the source, Ben. You're over there in the motherland, so you, you got uh, you probably got you know the, the close input, the close intel. So. Oh, the communication over here is still done via Raven. Um, we, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we send a Raven to to rather than emails. Two countries share that in common. We do the same thing. Yeah, Raven and messages in a bottles around his joint. So that's it. That's it, Gary. What is that, man? Um, I am going to say that it's some form of uh. New corn model similar to the Slaughter Brute, and that's one of his uh, close count, one of his um, appendages. Sean, what do you got? Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be anything coming in that uh, box set of corn and slanesh. Yeah. But I do believe it is something chaotic, chaos. I'm thinking it might be maybe a, a new model for uh, Kill Team, like their own special, uh, hmm. like something corn or chaos like model kind of like how they did like those uh uh k uh those nurgle beast dudes or whatever okay like, yeah something kind of like that that might be like some some like walker for kill team that's yeah we yeah. just had uh we just had a uh, somebody, somebody chime in and he thinks they're uh noise marines that'd Ooh. be kind of cool yeah so that's cool. supposed to be the next uh you know Rick, book. That was a good guess, bud. I think I think I think, uh, I think, I think Titanicus. Yeah, that could be something Titanicus too for uh, chaos. Yeah, because they've they've just released because the, there was the hoo ha with the new sprues, wasn't there? Yeah, so you had to get a warlord titan just to get the weapon upgrades, and suddenly this sprue come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be some chaos sprue or chaos upgrade for Titanicus. Oh, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow your guys' lead on that one, man, because uh, that's uh, that's above my my uh, my pay grade. Hey, sure, but uh, but we're moving on here, guys. We got uh, we got the question of the day. So, as always, uh, today's question of the day is brought to you by GameStorm Games, our land and gaming center, card shop, and computer Xbox 360 repair center. They hold uh, video game and Magic the Gathering tournaments as well as tabletop games of of all sorts. And, and, uh, we, we, uh, we generally get a few war meets, uh, in there. So you can, uh, you can visit them at 1243 state street, uh, suite one Oh seven Lamont, Illinois, six zero four three nine, or visit them at gamestormgaming.com. So here it is guys. Here's the, uh, here's the question of the day. So, um, so here we go. I, I guess I'm going to throw this out there. Al, you're up first, man. I'm, I'm putting you, putting you right to it first. So, okay. Which character or unit do you think is ridiculously overrated in in, in either AOS or, or 40k and 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 why? Imperial Knights. Are you are, uh, you, uh, are you joining Gary and Sean and kicking my? No, I just um, I love knights and I'm a knight player. 
I don't, I don't, I'm a, well, I'm an active night player. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. I've had I've had many battles with just purely knights. Um, but I think knights are, you know, you put one of those on the table and the opponent over here, they shit themselves. Yeah. But if you know how to take out a knight, then not that scary. I mean, I, I played, when I went to Warhammer World, I played Mechanicum versus a Chaos Army. The Chaos Army had a knight and we were playing Blitz. Okay. And every every turn I killed the knight. Um, you know, I... I, I Infiltrated some infiltrators in, shot it with pistols, used Wrath of Mars, and that took away half of its wounds, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it, once you get those wounds chipped down, um, yeah, they just disappear. So I, I would say just generic knights, not Dominus, generic knights. Okay. You know, with a rapid fire battle cannon and and chain fist, I think they are overrated. They're not as scary as what people think. People I think it's just. All right, that was uh that was a good one. Sean, what do you think, man? What's uh either AOS or 40k? Character or unit? Overrated. Yeah. So I mean ridiculously overrated, yeah. I guess, is is the way that we pose the question. Uh I know it might sound a little weird because I complain about it sometimes, but if you can play around Nagash, he's overrated. If you can yeah. play the mission. Yeah, that's actually the one I was gonna. I was gonna say, you know, I, I you know, 800 points. Uh, I, I just gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share crap this one with you because I'm sure. I'm sure Gary's got. Uh, Maybe Arcan. He's like, you know, he's up there as well. Yeah. How, this is how Pat gets out of answering this every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I really. You know, here's the thing. I've got. Um, I have a real. I have a real visceral reaction to seeing Nagash on the table. I, I, I you know, and, and here's the thing. I kind of have, um, this is going to make me sound like a prick here, but I guess that's just, that's why I'm so lovable. But, um, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is that uh, I have a real problem with playing in, in, in fantasy in age of Sigmar. I, I, I don't know, you know, cause I, I play Belisarius call in, in 40 K, but that's besides the point, you know, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here, I guess, but I have a real problem in, in uh, age of Sigmar, playing named characters. I always feel like that I'm playing with somebody else's toy. And with, with Nagash, because, you know, at 800 points, you know, this, this bastard's got everything from, you know, soul healer to hand of dust. And, you know, he's got, um, he's got the Supreme Lord of death command ability. I'm not going to get into what all those things are. And, you know, uh, he's got 16 wounds and he's got a three plus save and he's got all these, you know, death saves and everything else that, that, that you can throw on him. You see a lot of these death players that will take Nagash and um, my point is, if you can kill him, they almost don't know what they what to do. But they'll bubble wrap him in skeletons and and kind of a little bit what, of what of what you said there, uh, Al, as far as knights. But yeah, I, I would have to say that, uh, that the Nagashes I would have to say ridiculously overrated because if you can, what I found is that if you can kill him, if you can get him off the table, if you have the right mortal wounds like for instance you know huskers on thunder tusks are, are easily you know able to do that with their dirty snowballs and, and and things like that but um i would just say that yeah sean i'm and i'm not trying to get out of it damn it i'm just trying to say that 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 if you want to impress me as a death player you know and, and you're going to play a named character throw archon the black down or you know um i actually think he's much but, better for the points and what he does he's more optimized in my opinion who? Which one? Nagash or Archon uh, Black? Archon. 
Okay. No, I, I will. I will. That's what, that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, you want to trust me as a, as a, as a death player, put that guy on the table and not Nagash. So Nagash, you just need to lay the pressure on. Cause, you? uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause Alan, uh, Alan pajama pants, as uh, Gary calls him, he actually was playing a list that had Archon in there. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know what I, I think it is just maybe because of the last, you know, um, adoration of, of, of AOS, you know, everyone playing Nagash and here he is again, I just, you know, kind of sick of seeing him on the table. So it's a little bit of a, personal visceral piece there but but gary moving on to you man what uh which character or unit uh, do you think is ridiculously overrated in either aos or 40k and 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 why uh character blood angel i have actually two and i'll tell you why for both and they're equally as overrated okay after the change uh the blood angel smash captain and mephiston here's why okay um the smash captain does one thing and that's it and he dies he can, if you play poorly, he can go in and pick like your best unit and destroy it. Well, mm-hmm. if you let somebody get that close with one model, you're going to lose anyway. So, and if you don't, and if you do that and you screen him off, he sits over there for numerous turns doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And Mephiston, because for one reason, he, yeah, he's great at close combat. He's a psycho. He has a two up save. He has no invulnerable save. But he's got a five up him pain. Right. So if you get hit with multiple damage weapons at AP three, he's dead. And you can actually put spend a power to actually get a invulnerable save. But to be but to your first point, Gary, the Smash Captain normally will get earn his points back double or triple time in time. Uh, you know, double or triple of what he's if worth. You're playing against right. somebody who lets him do that. Yeah. So that's the first one. What's the second one? Well, the well, one's a Smash Captain, the other one's a Mephiston. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, so, I got you. Now, the Smash Captain, to Sean's point, yes, if somebody lets you do that. But if I let – and 40K is vastly rated with this, is I'm going to let you kill what I want you to kill. So if I let you kill my screen with your Smash Captain, good job. You killed a bunch of crew. You killed a bunch of Hormagons. You killed some scouts. And then you're going to die to whatever else is there, typically. All right. I've seen very few games to where that guy's alive past turn three or four. Gotcha. Well, but I've also seen in return of that to where Deshaun's point, if you can get him in on a night or a bunch you know, of guard, guard tanks, then yeah, you're in trouble. But you yeah. as a player should design for that being there. If you just walk out there and go, oh, I'm not going to have a screen. If you can come out and touch my tanks, you win, you're going to lose. Gotcha. That's interesting. All right, good stuff, man. So we got uh, we got some tournaments coming up too. So we got uh, November sixteenth through the eighteenth. We got Renegade Open and January twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. We got Polar Vortex. We've got uh, February seventh through the tenth. We got LodgeCon and March twenty seventh through the thirty first. We got Adepticon. Uh, what is Adepticon? Is it the second or third largest tournament here in the states? Second. Anybody know? Second. Okay, second. Okay. Leo's the first, right? LVO is the first. LVO's yeah. got 900 people in its 40K championship. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where, where it stacked up. Al, what do we got going on in the UK, man? Any tournaments coming up? I don't tend to do the tournaments. I'm more of a, a fluffy player, aren't I? However, okay. there is my birthday bash, which is going to be at Warhammer World in uh, April, <laughs> which I'm hoping some of you guys can come and attend and hopefully get some vo- some footage for Grimdark Live. So. That would be awesome. Yeah. At the end of April, twenty seventh to twenty eighth. So, so is, is your wife going to hate hate us if, if, like, you know, 
six of us show up and we're all sleeping on the living room floor? No. <laughs> no. What if we she, snore she, she, really, really loud? There you go. No. No, okay. it should be louder. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would love to put a uh, see who would be louder, her or Randy. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> good stuff. But well, here we are, man. This was a good show, man. This was fun, even though I got the shit kicked out of me again for another another show. Uh, but uh, but well, here you need to get those knights on the table. Play a game. <laughs> play a game. Uh, I, you know what? I, I I got you. I got you. You know, what? I'm, I'm gonna do it. Hey, uh, me and I, Gary I, I, are no, one I'm above you because me. me and Gary played at that tournament back in July. Uh, I, you, know what? you guys, you guys are, you know, you guys are like my wife, man. You're just constantly. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh my! There's a whole lot of things I could say there, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think I'll have, I'll have my Reva Titan built and painted and on a board, probably before you get those on. So I'll challenge you to get yours and have a game before I paint and build my Reva Titan. Okay, done. All right, hey, I, that, that that I will take. All right, you know, I'll tell you what, Al. Here's the thing: weekly updates. There you go. Starting tomorrow. Okay. I'll hold you to that. January. 5th. I, I have got friends with. Um, the boys in blue over in America. So, uh, <laughs> you don't, you you don't want a taser visit. <laughs> there you go. January 5th, which is a Saturday. Yeah. There's going to be a 40K tournament, which is uh, at Grognar Games. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to start running them there. All right. I, I know you say that and all that, and I'm anticipating you not being there. So, well, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to Oh, all right. No, he'll go, but he's not going to play. Watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start collecting my teeth here, and, and I'm getting the hell kicked out of me. But here we are. Thank God, as we come to the close of this ass-kicking show today, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to ask if there's, if there's any closing thoughts from, uh, from, from anybody here. So, so Al, what do you got, man? Any closing thoughts in the, uh, the end of the show today? No, it's been really good. It's been really good. Um, I always enjoy talking on this show. You're a good bunch of guys, and it just shows that, you know, even we've got the. The Atlantic between us, we've we've still got that bond of a, a common hobby between us, which is yeah. amazing. So, and that's um, amazing thank you to stuff. all of you for having us on board again. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you know, Al, you're uh, you're you're part of the Grimdark gang, man. You're one of us, so we're 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 gonna uh, we're gonna bridge the gap, and we're gonna get over there to the UK, and and we're gonna pull you over here to the states, man, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna cause all kinds of trouble, but it's gonna be fun. Let's definitely get that plan going, and let's uh, let's get over there and get you over here, and we're gonna have some fun. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Gary, what do you got, man? Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts? Yeah. To what uh, Alan said, if, if you're listening to the show, be a part of the hobby even more so and get to know other people that play different different games as well. Because if it's on the tabletop, we're all rolling dice, we do have something in common. There and you, go. you never know who you're going to meet. And uh, life is too short to keep doors closed. I like it. I like it. That was a good one. Sean, what do we got, man? Closing thoughts. Uh, one thing I we kind of I forgot to kind of touch on because, you know, time and whatever. Uh, Sigmar is reaching out to their player base and asking yep. them for uh, what they want. You know, hey, give us some feedback on some units. What's, you know, little OP might need some changes around or whatever. And uh, try to, you know, get rid of those stupid events. Uh, or Raider dudes or whatever for yeah. Sigmar. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna change my closing thoughts. I'm gonna run on that one and I'll keep this one pretty quick. You know, it's, 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 there you know. go. Try to avoid the subject again. No, 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 no. You know what? I I I kind of I kind of <laughs> you know you know they, they, they are. I like I in one way I like the fact that General's Handbook is coming out and their 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 games Games Workshop is coming out with the General's Handbook again for for 19 and they want they want feedback. 
And, and I'm not saying that we, you know, you know, we need to, you know, leave them all hanging. I, I want to get out there and I, I want to, I've, I've thrown some comments at them, but you know, the first general's handbook, when it, when it came out in part, you know, thanks to the feedback from, from the Warhammer, you know, gaming community, you know, the Sigmar gaming community, um, they, they really written, you know, each installment since that, you know, since that, that time with, with the gamers feedback, you know, gathered feedback in, 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 in mind. And, you know, the mat from everything from the match play points from, you know, the, the around the community to, to make, make sure the game is balanced as possible. And, you know, I guess what I would say to that is, you know, I don't think you're ever going to achieve balance. I'm not going to be one of those, you know, you know, number cry babies here that's saying that, you know, we, we need to go out and hire a mathematician to get, you know, actual statistics. I'm not, I'm not saying we need to start doing algorithm, you know, math to, to kind of figure that out. But um, I think I would hope that, that they're going to take a lot of the comments in from, from the, from, you know, the gamers and, and they're going to actually use a good piece of balance when, when they take a lot of things into consideration and not, not, not so much of like an RS means opinion board, you know? So I guess that, that's what, that's my closing thought. I really hope that I, I think that, that this general's handbook 18 is, is, is one of the better ones that they've had in the, in the three and a half, four years that AOS has been out. But uh, I just hope that they don't kind of take a, take a dip with this thing. But, um, and what I was going to say was, and, and so, you know, I'm not piggybacking off you there, Sean, again, and is, uh, I was kind of hoping my closing thought was, uh, you know, I, I, I got a chance to kind of muck about with, uh, with kill team. And, uh, I'm kind of hoping that they come out with a version of that for AOS, you know, kind of like what Kings of War did with their Vanguard. And so, um, I think that'd be, I think that'd be the, the next good thing to do. Um, and not quite, not quite what they have with shades by or what they had, but, you know, kind of something similar to that, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my, my closing thought, my kind of banter to kind of, to kind of agree with you a little bit there on the, uh, the, 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 the reaching out to the community, right? I guess the best way to put it. Yeah. You call it that. Yeah. So that's oh, it. Yeah. And one more thing, uh, oh, GW. That's not it. One more thing. <laughs> uh, just so people know, if you buy a swag bag at a, when you purchase your Adepticon, stuff in about three days that's when they go on sale yeah march 18th five at uh so yes um, at eight o'clock friday um, friday at eight o'clock tomorrow right yeah no 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 the 18th today's the 15th yeah okay sunday sunday here it is <laughs> uh they have uh you're going to be getting a limited edition 40k model i don't know i want to say it's at least I want. I know you're going to get it if you get the VIG swag bag, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the normal, the full swag bag as well. Okay. Don't quote me on it. But it's a Primaris captain, isn't it? Yep, another Primaris captain. Why does it always have to be an Imperial <laughs> model? I was hoping it would be like a Tau, like I don't know, Farsight Marksman, or you know, something. It's not really around much and old and outdated. If they're going to do that, make it count. Bring Lehman Russ back and give that away. Yeah. That would be <laughs> Your fan base would go bananas. Ooh. As a final thought, who do you think is going to be the next Primark to return? Uh, Man, like a whole nother show. Uh, we could do a quick quick question. I'm going to go with uh, next Primark to come back. It's going to be obviously a chaos one. It'll be... Uh, there already have that, that, that'll be three to one then, won't it? Because yeah. you'll have three chaos to one imperial. That's but fine. I agree with you. <laughs> although I hate uh, girly man, uh, you know, but whatever. It's going to be probably Angron or uh, what's the Emperor's chosen chosen guy? 
the Slanesh guy. Fulgrim, yeah. It'll be him. One of those two. I think Angron, with all the new corn stuff coming out. All right. Good deal. Well, that's it, man. That's uh, that's another great show. And I guess uh, Sean, Gary, and uh, and I and, and Al would like to thank uh, all of our listeners for their great show. And we, we look forward to having all you guys back next time. We discuss all things related to dice, dragons, demons, and dwarves in the 40K and AOS world. So please don't forget to join us the week after next Thursday. We got uh, we got Thanksgiving going on here. So we're going to be uh, stuffing our be, face. Uh, we're going to be gobbling till we're wobbling, man. And, and you know, here's something I want to I want to say to everyone out there. You know, from from Grimdark Live in, in this in this holiday. Uh, now, let me ask a question, Al. You've got uh, you've got you know your family over here in the states. Do you you, you guys do anything for Thanksgiving over there? Uh, we we don't for Thanksgiving. Um, okay. No, but I, I know they're quite hot on it over in Colorado. Yeah. Um, but we're we're meaning to go over there and spend more time. Uh, yeah. In the, in the coming years, but that's one. One thing on our bucket bucket list to do is to spend um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then go uh, Black Friday shopping, right? Oh yeah, that's that, yeah. Send the police officer into the fray. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> well, we got we got taken to the the mecca of shopping when when we went over to this this place called Walmart. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I couldn't believe that on one aisle you could buy like packets of crisps or chips, as you guys called them, right? And then in the next aisle you could buy firearms. And then yep. the next aisle, you could buy car parts. Oh, and, yeah. And the next aisle, you could buy butt plugs. And, and you know, some of them that are 24 hours at about 3 a.m., you know, you could buy yourself, you know, you know, you, you know, a, a prostitute and then go right across and get yeah. penicillin. I mean, you got it all there. Some of the creatures you see in there are, are probably things that are found <laughs> in the Blackstone Fortress. Um, wow. so, yeah, the, uh, that, that, that's totally website another website. called peopleofwalmart.com. Peopleofwalmart.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want a reason never to come over here again, go there and look at that. So. Yeah, well, I loved just, it. It was entertaining. It, it, there's one woman who was I so big. Next her time bum had like two pigs having a fight in a sack. It was amazing. <laughs> Next time Al's in the States, I'm following him around with a camera and walking around. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I just want to get that on camera. That would just, just get one of those uh, head cams, like get a, get a, a GoPro. Uh, GoPro. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not going to be around next Thursday, guys. We're going to be, uh, but here's, here's a message from Grimdark Live to everyone out there that's going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. Remember, it's always better to stuff the turkey and not choke the chicken. So, really get out there and just have a great one with the family. So, we're going to see you the week after that at 7 30, normal time. So, until we meet again, remember, don't be a short pants. Let's all embrace the message here from Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract between gamers and the commitment we have to this community. We're only as good as our last game. And as always, please don't forgive our forget to give our channel and forgive us, for especially for, for you know, I forgive these guys for kicking my ass, but um, don't, don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. And, and so with that, finally, uh, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Dark Live, I'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Age of Sigmar worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. And if you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast.
Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grimdark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim, all you dice-chuck-and-glue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.